Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and my mate's getting shaky because I keep hitting the arm. Uh, Matt's here. Hey, what's up? And Connor's actually here from the start of the show this week. Just about. I'm, I'm kind of semi-conscious. Semi-conscious. Yeah, we, we, we waited for him this week. There was no urgency. So... <laughs> Well, normally we do. Just you had to leave by a certain time last yeah, week. Yeah, I know so there was we, an urgency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had to get moving, but now this oh, week yeah. we waited. Uh, Connor had two punishment issues to read, so you know we, we couldn't leave him behind. Not this week. Punishment uh, is- issues instead of calling a Patreon, and I feel. <laughs> uh, I mean, to, be, to be fair, there's some alliteration there. Patreon punishment issues. There yeah. we go. P three. <laughs> so yeah we don't have a DC comics I caught up on this week's show it is a week 5 so there's less books than normal we have Batgirl number 26 we have Batgirl annual number 2 so double dose of Batgirl we have Nightwing annual issue 1 Batgirl was also in that so technically a triple dose and then we had the Silencer annual issue 1 and then Connor will be struggling through Red Hood and the Outlaws uh, what number are you on? 24 24 yeah. All right, too many I'm going to type that in, type that in right now because I don't know. Yeah, you you didn't take the artist details either like you usually do. I don't, I don't. You can just tell but me. You've been sloppy there. this week. And then I've got my punishment issue to do, which is Hawk and Dove issue three, and then back to Connor for the Curse of Brimstone issue four, and that's your your miserable ending of the the month right there. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Uh, but uh, we did get some questions on Twitter because it is a slower week, and we'll mm-hmm. answer those after a little bit of news, which is not a lot. We have like one news item this week. It's also a quiet news week, so you know, giving us a, a nice relaxed week here. Um, I like that. Yeah, not for Connor because he's got Red Hood and Brimstone to read, but <laughs> but relaxed in, in the general sense. Let uh, the punishment fit the crime. What crime? <laughs> Ginger. No. He called them the punishment issues. As far as I knew, they were Patreon issues until this week when they became punishment issues. So, I mean, they've always felt like punishment issues. Well, because yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I mean, I always, say, I always say, if you want to change mine to a good book, you can. Like, that's an option. Yeah. Connor, not so much. Give him the shit. Yeah, but, but... W- wouldn't it hurt Peter so much more if I had something nice to read? Yeah, like, let's give Connor Action Comics and Pete Redhead. <laughs> but wouldn't it hurt Connor even more if I had something good to read whilst he was reading Red Hood and Brimstone? You know, we can do this all day. We can do this all day. That's logic. Could, not, but let's not. They don't have to be DC books, right? Um, they be literally anything. We never actually specified, so I, I guess, yeah. no, I guess if they really wanted to, they could pick an on DC book, but... Yeah, you're um, Pete Venom. <laughs> Well, that's, not for, that's a good book. Don't make him do no, that. No, it's okay, though. Pete, Pete was out after one issue. I was out before any issues. I, mean, I didn't hate it. I just didn't, I wasn't that inspired to come back for yeah. more. Everybody else is I'll loving it. That's this. great. You know, go love I'll it. I'll tell you this much. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. It got <laughs> batshit insane in the last couple issues. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm like two months behind in any Marvel book right now, so I, I, I have no, no opinions yeah, on Marvels. As am I. As much as I love Thor, I'm behind. Mm. Oh, I'm up to date on Thor. Yeah. Oh, look at that. All right, so we do have one bit of news. Uh, it's, it's kind of a small thing, but notable in and of itself. Uh, Scott Snyder can't, you know, help keep his mouth shut, and <laughs> he happened to drop that Starman is coming to uh, DC Comics again. He's coming to the Justice League. But here's the really notable part. He didn't specify which one that he was going to use, but 
he did say that there's plans for multiple versions of Starman, and that, uh, where was the exact quote here? I don't want to give away too much, because there are plans for different versions of Starman in different places, Snyder explained. The JSA stuff is going to be going with Ted Knight in some ways. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah, it makes, obviously, he's more associated with JSA the JSA. confirmed. But, high train. I just, I love that, like, obviously they're teasing JSA stuff in Doomsday mm-hmm. Clock, and we were expecting a book at some point. But I just love that nothing is actually official. I feel like he's not supposed to just casually say, oh, there's GSA stuff coming. But he's just doing it anyway because he's Scott yeah, with, Snyder. Yeah, with how coy he was being about the outsiders. I, I know. This is kind of funny. <laughs> outsiders look well, such it wasn't, a... it wasn't Snyder that was being coy. It was, you know... He was being coy as well, like when he introduced that, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, because he, he, I, I remember the phrasing, actually, at uh, whatever the convention was we got the stream. He said... Mm-hmm. Oh, and what Brian Hill's doing uh, in Detective Comics and beyond. That, that well, was the exact phrase, I, feel, I think. Yeah, because I feel like he doesn't want to ruin Brian Hill's surprise versus his own surprise. He's just like, whatever, here you go, nerd. So, <laughs> so you're saying JSA is his? Maybe. He might be the one that reintroduces them after Doomsday Clock. We don't know. That'd be cool. I mean, be okay. throw back to the original Flash story, Flash Two Worlds, right? Like, JLA, JSA, meet up. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. It could work. Yeah. The turtle was a Jay Garrick villain, and we're using that with the the Still Force, so that'd yeah. be okay with him on a JSA book. Yeah, yeah so... the audience are getting the rear rear sight of me without the glasses for a second. Yeah, no, it's Honestly, scary. The, 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 there's only a small handful of creators I wouldn't be okay on a JSA book because I just really want a JSA book. Well, no, there's 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 quite a few that that can just stay away, so. I mean, I'm talking about out of the regular pool of DC writers. There's yeah. only a handful that I'm like, nope, not them. But so, so we're talking about different Starmen, and so he said Ted Knight was maybe more JSA, so it's probably not going to be him. So that means it's either the um, uh, what was his name, Mikhail, the the alien one that was all blue, that yeah. Starman. Yeah, given what's going on in Justice League right now, I'd be more yeah. inclined to think him. Uh, there's also Jack Knight, which I'm sure they could do something with, even though that ties into Ted Knight. He's yeah, I think they hold man. off on him to do stuff with the JSA. Yeah, yeah. no, no knights. I'll be any knights because of. And then there's Tom JSA. Caller from uh, the Legion story that, that mm-hmm. Johns did. Matt's John hoping for that one, but I don't think it'll That'd be, be cool. the Legion tie. But I'm just trying to think of how uh, it would play on to nicely with what happened with with uh, Lex. Though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, good. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just naming all the different starmen I can off the top of my head, you know. He's showing uh, off is what he's doing. Well, I'm not showing off. I'm just like, you know, these are the ones I know of. I do need to read. I've never read Starman, and it's all I hear is good things. But I don't think it's in print right now. I'm hoping um, that it. It that was last one. time I looked at it, but was it? It was for ago. a long time because they did those big five yeah. thick books, and that was just yeah. kind of there for a while. So I yeah, it was it was it was at least in print up to a few years ago when I yeah. Looked. But I haven't checked in the last couple of years, but it's one I do. That is one series that I do need to go back and read. Uh, so like I'm doing right now with the Peter David Supergirl, which I'm through four nice. or five issues. I'm not that impressed. You are powering through that. Yeah. Four or five issues yeah. is not that much, Connor. Given you, you only started the other day. Okay. Yeah, I started like Tuesday, Wednesday. And so. then he's had, you know, this week's comics as well. Yeah. I like that I've read a Peter David but... Supergirl. Um, I think that's quite interesting as it goes. I, I mean, like, I'm I'm really only there because of the Gary Frank art. Like that's 
that's what drew me to it. I think Matt, what, what I'd recommend with Peter David's Supergirl is disconnect mm-hmm. any idea that this has got anything to do with traditional Supergirl. This is a completely different yep, concept. That's what I had to do. Yeah. So I fell down a hole of what what's the deal with the Supergirl because I felt like it was a fresh like, oh, it's a it's a number it's an issue one, and then like no like it relied on stuff that happened in death of of Superman and yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah, and so I was it's just like, a Supergirl. Okay, who was created by Lex and was with Lex for a long time and has now realized that Lex is, you know, evil incarnate and is, you know, now been merged with this teenage girl who was trouble and is kind of 50-50 between the two and may also be an angel. It's a whole thing. Yeah, so (laughs) as of right now, I'm just at, she's trying to live as Linda Danvers and as as May. Um, So you just can't call her Kara because you're not Kara. But the Supergirl and his Linda Davers are just—it's a fun dichotomy. But I had to throw out every expectation I have with Supergirl, and it's it, so weird. It's really good and self-contained. Like I feel—I mean, it still connects to the world, but I feel yeah. like what I've read of it so far, like it has a really good supporting cast where you get to know all these different characters around the town, and it's got a small town kind of vibe. And it, yeah, it, I don't—I I like. I've read the first two tr- thick, thick trades, yeah. so I've read up to actually twenty. Yeah, I'm reading the first one right now. Uh, that was mine after I finished Hawkman, which. Hmm. Um, that series is a, like, look, I love Jeff Johns. That series has a lot of praise, and I don't understand why. Like, it's fine, but it's still all over the place. It's not up there with these, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially, I've, I've, I've not read it yet. I've only read the, the crossover issues with JSA. Yeah, and those are good. Like, that stuff's good, but like, you start talking about the headhunter, and I feel like he was going to do more with that, and then just got pulled away to do other things, and that might have impacted it. So, mm. I picked up the Peter David Supergirl trade in an effort to get away from so much Johns. So, yeah. but I'll be back with, so uh, you want with Gary Frank, one. the next best thing. Right. So, you know, I've, I've been an image to uphold. So, uh, but JSA is up on the, the table next or maybe Teen Titans. I'm not too sure. Hmm. JSA. But, yeah. So we, we will do some questions there. I put some put some feelers out on the on the twitters for some questions. Yeah. Also, I laughed. I opened up Twitter there, and the first thing I saw was Cullen Bunn says goodbye to the X Men, and all I could think was, well, the X Men are happy to see him go. Didn't he only just yeah. start on them? No, he's no, he's been, been there for blue. a while. Yeah, he's been writing X Men Blue since he, started, was, he so. was writing the Magneto book before that, yeah. the Uncanny Magneto book. Whereas like the team of villains trying to reform. Yeah, and I feel like he was doing like some of the rotating Uncanny X Men stuff even before mm-hmm. that. He's, well, fair he's, enough. Yeah, he's been he's been associated. I'm with still for a upset long time. we didn't get Aquaman versus Cthulhu in his run of Aquaman. Mm. That so. So yeah, so obviously we've got a bunch of questions in. I've picked four or five that I think are a bit mm-hmm. more interesting. So from regular uh, contributor at Talking Superman, um, if you could make a Justice League based on a genre, theme, or location, what would it be? Um, now, here's the trouble with this question. I feel like my two obvious answers would be horror and sci-fi, but I feel like Justice League Dark's kind of doing that, and then Justice League yeah, Odyssey but, is kind of doing the sci-fi part. Here, Pete, you can do that, though, but they're your own team. You don't have to call it Justice League Dark. This is true. You know? This is true. So, yeah. This is true. I feel like we're all going to hit our little niches okay. here. How about niches. this? How about a horror Justice League, right, mm-hmm. where they hunt vampires? Now, stay with me. We have essentially a Scooby Gang of sorts. I knew this was going down that road. <laughs> right? Yeah. We have Stargirl be the lead. Yeah, yeah. Right? Be- because. <laughs> was she chosen? 
<laughs> She'll be chosen. Yes, yes. Martian Manhart yeah. will choose her. Yeah, there you go. She's one of the chosen. She's the chosen you one. Say? Yeah. And then that means you got to have like say Plastic Man instead of Xander. I mean, you know, for the for the side yeah, character comedy. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Black Alice is this you know reformed witch. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm just looking. Who's Giles? I'm not. I'm not even going to play along now. I just need to know who you're thinking for Giles. Uh, who Giles? Uh, maybe I'm trying to think of someone who feels like a more of a, a dad figure. Alfred. Alfred. Oh, there you go. Alfred is Giles. S- Tom King, sassy Alfred. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. that's not bad. There you go. There's my my uh, hit hit Justice League book. Yeah, who's Star who's Cordelia? Girl, the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, who are you throwing in as Cordelia? Oh, who do I love to hate or hate to love? That's a good question. Huntress. Okay. She's kind of sassy. She's got yeah? it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I can go with that. Uh, Actually, I, I wouldn't mind that team. That's that's a that's a fun team. Yeah, I don't know. I like I was thinking of that. I was I was trying to think of things that were less less outside my obvious picks. Where I, I uh, here you go. Swap out yeah. Swap out Star Girl for Stephanie Brown, and you have a Gotham by oh midnight. wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Now you're on to something. Yeah. Stephanie Brown right? is a Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, hell, yeah, Tony Black Alice. Yeah, Brian Q. Miller's Batgirl with Stephanie Brown huh? felt very Buffy-like at times. It did. Other stuff. It so did. that's that's not a bad pick. I I was trying to think of like wackier things though. Like I I would actually kind of love like The Office, but on the Justice League Watchtower, where we never do any Justice League adventures of actually going and stopping oh, bad Pete. guys. It's just the day-to-day boring what they're doing around the the Watchtower. Oh, oh Pete, series. you need to go read. I can't believe it's not the Justice League then. Kevin Maguire and is that um, what that is? that's a great yeah. title. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Maguire and the the artist. Oh god, he does breakdowns a lot. I'm drawing a blank. Ugh. Someone's yelling right now. When whatever device they're listening to this on, they, they, they know. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's basically what it is. It's the Justice League International lineup, but just kind of hanging out and doing stuff. It's where you get the best blue and the gold. Um, and no, that's where see, that joke from from Miracle Man came from—the blue and the gold, the red and the yellow and mm. now see, green. I'm thinking more with the Big Seven, though. I I really like the yeah. idea of office politics, but with Batman, Superman, Flash. Wonder I feel Woman, like you so get on. a lot out of that with uh, Hal and Barry. There you go. Yes, yes. Hal's the gym. That's, that's, right? that's the pairing you've got to have. Yeah. Yeah. And Hal's the gym, right? <laughs> He's the gym yeah. helper. Oh yeah. He's got to have the sly looks. That yeah, makes sense. I, I want Justice like, League mockumentary, basically, is what I'm saying. I feel like Batman kind of has to be the Dwight. In a, in a weird way, yeah. He's not as good as he's, he's, he's not perfect fit, but he's the closest, right? He yeah, takes he everything very seriously, and everyone makes fun of him for it. I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Carol Ferris is the receptionist, because we have to have the Jim and Pam dynamic right. on, right? That just makes sense, yeah. right? So that makes Catwoman uh, Angela. Yes, <laughs> Catwoman. Uh, she's got cats in the show. She had cats. There you go. She, she obsessed over her cats. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing. She had like this. This, cats this is lot. lining up nicely. It is. There we go. I want your gold here. This is gold. Now here's the real question, though: Is who is the? Uh... Oh, I forgot his name. The old guy, the mysterious Toby? one. Who, oh, no. Creed. Creed. Yes, the one who had That's this John. mysterious life that everyone didn't know about. No, it's John Jones. You play him up for laughs. I don't know. I feel feel like what you want with him is you want a character who 
from the sounds of it, leads the best adventurous life outside of the Watchtower, but we never see or hear about it, right? It's just all these little hints that it has even and bigger adventures than the Justice League kind entirely. Kind of terrifying, though, right? Yes, it's kind terrifying. of creepy. Yes. Yeah, throw Aquaman in that. I just got to say, while we're talking the office, the time he shows up with blood and he says it's not part of his costume, I, I die every time. <laughs> it's so good. Because that, so they basically... Yeah, so it was men- Halloween. Yeah, it was Halloween. He goes, oh, this is not part of my costume. Um, Creed was just meant to be a background character, and then the actual guy was such a good improver that they turned him into this creepy old man that might be murdering people. <laughs> you know, like, he could be the Scranton Strangler. So, yeah. I, yeah. I just, I love it. Damn, early <laughs> office was so good. It's such a shame what yeah. happened in the last few seasons. Uh, seasons two through five are, like, bar none my favorite. Yeah, um... So yeah, yeah, so we'll end this office silliness here, but yeah, that, that, that's my jokey answer. I mean, it's, it's kind of serious. I kind of do like the idea of just like a, a sitcom Justice League, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I feel yeah, like I feel... It's, it's just, that's what you do with Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Because that was the other thing. Like, when I think of sci-fi, I'm like, obviously Odyssey's going to do some of that stuff, but I feel like all the other things I would think of, it's more of a Green Lantern story than it is a Justice League story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know. So... Connor, what's yours? I don't know. This is a this is a weird one because I I don't necessarily like my Justice League teams being all these other weird things. I want a Justice well, League team, make, right? They're making an Elseworlds, you know. That's the approach I took. You know, you're making it one of those Elseworlds where it's like the Justice Riders, right? And they're all Western themed. Yeah, yeah. Fit okay. it in there, you know. Yeah, so like I, said, I, I would have definitely gone with a with a sci-fi team. Again, we're getting that um, magic. That, that's kind of been covered, right? It's, yeah, it's... But, again, it's, but you guys, it's your team. Like your yeah, you, team. come to you and be like, oh, hey, to be fair, what, was what only... I want is I want Demon Knights, but just okay. as a Justice League title. Contemporary Demon Knights. And to be fair, genre was only yes. like one of the. Quali- I mean, you could base it on yeah. a location. Like you'd have Justice League. France Detroit. or whatever. <laughs> Who wants France? It was the first Even country the I put in my head. All right, I'm like a true Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, you can have Justice League Ginger and have Wally, have Mira, <laughs> have guy, the guy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who else? I shows up. Roy. Roy's Ginger, right? I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure I want Roy there. <laughs> So, so when people are worried that he's the one dying in Heroes in Crisis, we're like, oh, phew, bullet dodged. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm okay so, if Roy bites it. Yeah, but it's an overdose. It has I nothing could... to do with the story. King just kills him off because he doesn't like him. I, I, I could live with him to die. Protect Kyle at all costs. Kyle and Warren. Starfire's on that team. Let's protect all costs. I want oh, this Starfire, team now. Yeah. Starfire, yeah, yeah. There you oh. go. Justice League Ginger. I'm Kyle dying as well. <laughs> J- JLG. Justice League Ginger. I'm buying that book right now. Yeah. Uh, look, I've got I've got to support the support somehow. Otherwise, I'm gonna lose every ginger. <laughs> mm-hmm. dropping like flat. They're all being replaced. And Jack... obviously, Jimmy Olsen's in it. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's like the he's a snapper car, or whatever you like to call him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt, you got? Uh, did you have one? Oh yeah, yeah, big time. So this is an idea that I've wanted since forever. And it's it's you set it back in the, the pulp times, and you take these pulp heroes, and you know you got Adam Strange, but he's got an actual jetpack like the Rocketeer, you know. And I'd throw Guy Gardner on there, 
but it's the <laughs> yeah oh no these are all rough and tumble punch in the face guys you know uh wildcats there as a former boxer i can live without um, that's fine yeah but no guy gardner has basically um uh, sentinel's powers alan scott's it's the magic ring because this is all pulp <laughs> style stuff you'd have to throw in hawkman i mean i'd rather um, have alan scott but it's your team so you yeah you, yeah, yeah, yeah um you rock out and vixen you throw her in because of the the totems and it's just basically more uh morrison did a version of this that i really loved in multiversity um where it was like the pulp era but they were all justice society characters and i always wanted to do my own team that was like an elseworlds where it was like doc savage the shadow kind of time you know everything's art deco and they're, they're going on this, these adventures. This is so mad. I know. Yeah, no, it is. I, I've it's got a last-minute pitch for you. How, how about... I don't know what I'm calling it. Justice League Air, right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling I'm calling that because I want the leader to be Kate Man, right? But nah. Justice League, hell yeah. There you go, call it that. But the idea being is that a bunch of C&D listers who are kind of villains all decide they want to prove themselves to the real Justice League that they've reformed. So they form their own Justice League and try and help. You kind of describe in Secret Six, eh? No, but Secret Six is not as comedic. Those guys were running yeah. their own mission. Yeah, you know, that, that, this is more like a team of goofballs who are trying to prove that they want they, they want to help and they can help. And you can have your uplifting thing at the end of the first arc where they actually kind of inadvertently help the main Justice League stop something. Yeah, you know, yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm surprised Matt didn't go with a, a Viking Justice League team. Well, there's, who, what do you do? Like, I I want a Viking Prince book, but you don't want to, like, Viking Superman doesn't make a lot of sense. You no. know, so no, no. you'd have to have the the rocket land in Viking times and and whatnot. So, um, but you could do you could I mean you could do I could workshop one right now between Wonder Woman and Batman. They're easy to place, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know move on though. Uh, Tom Superman also asked, "What is the Looney Tunes DC crossover you'd pitch?" And um, but I thought that was too political, so. I think instead, I'm going to go with uh, a sweet exorcist question is, what do we think of Comic Gate? <laughs> you s- I'm proud of that. Uh, you can see me and Matt going, where are you going with this? Yeah, because Looney Tunes are going, what happened with Warner Brothers? When I miss it. Like, they didn't put those banned things up on YouTube, did they? Oh, God. Like the 13 banned ones? Oh, God, no, I hope not. Um, so I mean, I still actually spend time on that. Just, just, just yeah. sum that up by saying that they're a bunch of fuckers and yeah. whiny little pathetic losers. It's not. That's, yeah, that's it's not it. criticism. Yeah. It's harassment, and that, yes. that's just where it ends. Like Co- comics I'm are for everyone. I can't remember the whole tweet, yeah. but Tom Taylor started a tweet chain this yeah. week that was the, the, the everyone was tweeting the same phrase on Twitter about comics being like, all inclusive. Uh, I echo yeah, that yeah. sentiment. And and I echo the same sentiment. Like if you if you're friends with somebody, you can give them crap about what they like. But if you don't know somebody and you don't like what they're reading, just leave them alone. Like like I can give Connor crap for reading Venom because Connor's a friend. He knows it's not actually personal. And and, right? and I know you're wrong, so it's fine. And that's fine, <laughs> right? Or Pete Pete can roll his eyes when I pick up the new Brainwood Viking book, right? Like that's, that's all awesome, fine. Though. But he's not going to sit there and fire off 18 tweets and how I'm an idiot that's ruining the comics industry because I'm buying Brainwood, you know, Viking books or whatever. Matt like, is single-handedly keeping that market alive. I am. Like, yeah. Oh, Matt, so. I'll be to tell you, uh, there was a comic book that was picked up for a movie 
called uh, uh, My Boyfriend is a Bear or something to that effect. Shut up. And no, no, a, this is true. Yeah, it's about a girl who decides that she wants to date this bear and everyone disapproves, but she's dating a bear. I'm finding this. <laughs> this is the best thing I've heard since Shirtless Bear Fighter. Oh, gee, love it. Yeah. Just so, but no, that, that's just it. Comic, comics are for everybody and like, just like when it comes to movie criticism, just because you have an opinion, it doesn't make it the end all be all, you know. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and that's, that's that's even just ignoring the fact that most of it's just sexist, racist bullshit. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. That is what's fueling the yeah. vast majority of it. Um, and and, and when certain personalities get involved in it, it makes me like their work less, and yeah. that's no. I mean, we've never really talked about this on the show because I don't really want to drag down the show by talking about it. But no. I think it's I think it's important to just make it clear where we stand on this subject. Yeah. So that's all. I just I what I don't like is when certain creators just have to be jerks about things and it's just like, it, it makes me enjoy their work less. And I try to not, you know, I try to not let that impact. Like you try to separate industry versus the artist. Right. And that's not the right word, but you know, the oh, art from the artistry. Not, yeah. yeah. But, the, but once you know certain things, you see people, certain acts, it makes it very, very hard to enjoy their work and that that's that's the shame in it for me but then on the opposite i see people like that i already like like jeff jeff lemire finally saying something and someone with such a spec you know he, he has such a reach that it's good that these bigger creators are finally speaking out against this type of stuff like tom taylor i mean yeah you I mean, got a lot of the old guard speaking out this week as well mm-hmm. so and also the name i was looking for about that i can't believe it's not the just league was keith giffen it just came to me so cool. Because you said old guard, and I was like, oh yeah, like Keith, Keith Kiffin. He's been working <laughs> in comics forever. Oh, that's who I was looking for. All right, so next question at Stargirl Talk asked us, what Marvel writer would you like to come and have a run on a DC book? And I had specified, ideally one that's not really written for DC before, meaning don't pick Mark Wade. <laughs> right. Because well, that was going to be your I'll... first choice. No, no, I already know what Matt's pick is, so it's fine. I'll let him have that one. Oh, just an Aaron. Yeah, sure, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what's funny about this? Uh, much like the other question about the different Justice Leagues, is that I feel like my my answer a year ago would have been like, oh, that'd be really interesting. Bendis, what he would do on some stuff. Yeah, and then I might well, have said, oh, G. Willow Wilson, but she's about to start a Wonder Woman run. Yeah. So, do, Here, does here's it have my problem. To be someone working for Marvel right now, or just someone who is associated with Marvel? Ah, there's no rules, I don't think. Yeah, there? but who, yeah, who though hasn't worked for both companies at this point? I mean, besides John's. Well, I mean, even John. Has well, John's has done work. some stuff, but I, I think like just yeah. doing a few issues or whatever, like on the other side, is not really. I, I think the point is, is someone you associate more with one who's not really done much yeah. with the other one. I would say, even though he does injustice, I would say that I would love Tom Taylor to come and do like a proper mainline DC, DC book. book. Yeah. 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 Well, he did Earth Two. That's what led to Earth Justice. He took over, uh, for Robinson on yes. Earth 2 back in the New Fifty Two. Oh well, yeah, but I, I mean it something more prominent up. than that. I mean that was what the oh. the, the tail end of. A book that most people had forgotten about, but actually, he he had more issues on it than Robinson did. But he? he took over. Like, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. the point I'm making though is that I didn't even know the book still existed for the last however yeah. long it went on. Yeah. Well, you know, well, when someone else came too, pretty damn good. When it, well, when it became the 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 it wasn't weekly, but uh, I forget what the second version of it was. I don't think he was writing anymore. I think he had already left to go to Marvel. Mm. Yeah, the, what was it? Post conversion. That called. Yeah, it had a different title, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but like, here's here's my thing. I don't know too many people that write for Marvel because I don't read too much Marvel right now. So I don't know. Like, I know names, 
Like I have a lot of friends that like Donny Cates, but yeah. I haven't I haven't read any Donny Cates. I, I want I, to check I'm out reading two of his books at the minute. Yeah. Um, Here's Punisher. I think he's doing Punisher. No, Rosenberg. That's the other Rosenberg's one. Rosenberg's doing Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. Rosenberg's I heard... okay. I, I read uh, yeah. Return of Jean Grey or whatever it was called. Resurrection yeah. of Jean Grey. Yeah, that was... That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not bad. Um, Al Ewing. Yeah, the first, Hulk. Yeah, the first issue of Hulk I really liked. So I mean, I guess I'll say Al Ewing, but I've only read one issue by him, so it's not a I, lot I, to go on. I've read you know the the four issues of Hulk. Plus, I've read his sixteen, seventeen issues of uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard. Mm. Yeah. And I thought that was excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely so, uh, like Al Ewing. Yeah. Al Ewing doing like a lower tier kind of, I don't want to say swamp thing, but like around that type. I mean, that, that feels really like, obvious because he's doing Hulk, but he would be really good yeah. on a swamp thing. Yeah. I, that's why I don't want to say swamp thing, but I didn't want to say Zatanna either. But like something along those lines, you know, yeah. Fate. Ooh, Dr. Ooh. Fate. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. And you do the darker side of him, yeah. which I got to that point in the Justice Society with, with Naboo. And I forgot about that when he when he flips on him, yeah, with the Black Adam stuff, and I was like, oh, wow, this is fun to read right after Justice League Dark. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, fun. Yeah, I, I, I like the Lord's Minute, but for me, it, it's Kieran Gillen. He's not working on any Marvel books right now. He's just solely doing you know his own stuff at Image at the minute. But I, I have somehow uh, avoided reading a single Kieran Gillen comic. I think ever. Yeah. Star Wars was fine. Like his, oh, oh, that's true. That's still going on. Well. He I wrote one of my favorite issues. I think it was the Star Wars. It was either the Star Wars annual or the Vader annual that dealt with the spy. Oh, that, that was deep. great. Yeah, yeah. He gets deep undercover with the Empire, and it's one of those stories that you could interchange the setting, and if you make it about the Cold War or you make it about World War Two, it still fits. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, um, but. It's done a, a lot of Marvel stuff, you know, you know big big stuff on uh, runs on Journey into Mystery and uh, yeah. uh, is is Young Avengers is my favorite Marvel book, bar none that I've ever read. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to. He, he does excellent with with teams and ensemble cast. There, he has a lot of really unique voices that that, yeah. that can play off each other well. Um, I wouldn't put him on like a, a Justice League team though, because I think I, I, I don't think he does too well with just oh here's the bombastic stuff. Yeah, I you like him when he has a more controlled, like him on yeah. Vader, where he was just focusing on Vader was was great because it was a singular focus with big ideas. Yeah, but I, I think I think Justice League is maybe a bit too bombastic for him, but I think a Justice Society would do really well. I think he could play that really nicely. Um, we're we're waiting for someone to say Hickman, but I don't think any of us. No, no. Really no enjoy chance. Hickman. No, no. And I fear really he's in the wings for Legion. He's been in the wings for Legion for two and a half years. I know, I know. And that scares me. I would like to see, I haven't read a lot of Matt Fraction, but the Matt Fraction stuff I have read, I think he'd be fun in, on a smaller I mean, book. I, I liked his Hawkeye. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, his Immortal Iron Fist. Him and Brubaker is Immortal Iron Fist. That's good, yes. Yeah, I'll never try that, but... I tried his Iron yeah. Man. I couldn't get into it. I read the first arc. I was like, eh, it's kind of mm-hmm. forgettable. I just kind of left it. Yeah. His Thor's pretty decent, like, because it's older school Thor, like, very much opposite of what Aaron's doing. But Fra- got... I mean, Fraction's not even at Marvel anymore either, really, right? I no, mean... but... No, he just does image stuff people... as well. Yeah, but you're talking about people that uh, are more associated, and I associate him with Marvel from his time there. Mm. So... 
Yeah, I think he's really good at comedic things for action. Uh, yeah. When it when it's got a, a strange comedy bent to it. Well, that's, given that's that when his Hawkeye is the, the book I like from, that makes some sense. He's a dog. Yeah, I like uh, Sex Criminals. That's him, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a solid book. Him and Zdarsky. Yeah. Um. All right. So Irish B four asked, "What hero do you think has the most need for a brand new A list villain? Uh, what type of villain would uh, be most effective for that character?" Who do you think's missing an A-list villain? Who's who's lacking in the villains? It's def- definitely not Batman. He's got plenty. He's no. good. Uh, Superman arguably has got like that. plenty as well. Well, Ben is stepping that up right now in action. He's doing that whole secret mob of Metropolis thing. So that, that's cool. I, I mean, time will tell if, if we think of them as A-list villains. Yeah. Down the um, line. I, I, had, I actually oh. think it's it's uh, just the, the Green Lantern core in general. Yeah. I think that there's mm-hmm. been a lot of attempts over the last few years nothing's really stuck and yeah, honestly ever, ever since we we introduced you know the all the all the different core, core. we're kind of focused on those Rainbow. too much and i think we need a and they've, they've tried to get back to yeah, oh, i mean here's a proper villain necron but... then is probably the last real big yeah villain Pete, you're core. underselling cyborg superman okay <laughs> jurgens loves that guy <laughs> which talking about i i have the realization like Cyborg Superman's been kind of floating around the Green Lantern Corps since his inception as Cyborg Superman. Because he was responsible for the destruction of Coast City, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that led to Hal snapping and becoming yeah. Parallax. Then he shows back up in Sinestro Corps War. Now he shows back up in in uh, the Green Lanterns. So I, I feel like he's he's up there now. He's become kind of a... I'd still put him at a, at a B-list. But... Yeah, I, I think they just need... like. What have we had over the past couple of years? They did a relic. They tried yeah. that. That 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 didn't work. That's terrible. Um, Asher needs to be a villain. I love the nobility behind him, but I like what Snyder's doing by making him a, a heavy again. You know. Uh, yeah. So that, that I, I, like I said, I think it needs someone fresh entirely. Uh, I, I just I don't know what it is that it needs. Is the problem? I I can't quite figure I, it out. My votes for Green Arrow. I feel like Green Arrow needs some solid villains. I can get behind that. I, I think he needs yeah. a, a solid like nemesis. Yeah, he needs his Joker. That's not like just not a version of himself like Merlin or whatever. He needs someone that's yeah. I mean, because that, that I mean that's that's in a lot of ways the biggest crime that comic books have as as a whole is that so many of the the big villains are just the evil version of yeah. whatever. They, and that's fine. It's, it's okay that they all have mm-hmm. that, but uh, yeah. you need to have a, a wider variety. Uh, and, and let's yeah. be, the, the best villains are the ones that are different you know Joker yeah. to Batman Lex to Superman, Superman but, yeah. but to that I say you have Flash and Reverse Flash or Wally and Zoom yeah like, yeah the, it's, it's not always the case analyze. but often no. it is I mean obviously with Flash she's got a great I mean obviously Captain Cold's different and you know oh, Turtles the opposite <laughs> he's a telepathic yeah. gorilla that fights a man that runs real fast like, that makes yeah. zero sense but so, it so, works but Flash is kind of the except. Just thinking about the major DC characters, he's the exception where his best villain probably is the one who's just the evil version of him, as opposed to all the rest. Where, well, I wouldn't say when you get, Cheetah is just an evil version of Wonder Woman. She's different enough. Well, that's why Kale was so great because she yeah. was she was kind of a combination of all of those. Because you could see where she's jealous, like Lex, right? But you could also see where she's you know just wanting to bring her down, like Joker and Batman. So, uh, but, to, to be fair, yeah. actually, Green Lantern Sinestro's kind of the best villain. So I suppose yeah, he's an evil version of a lantern. So that's fair. Right. 
But he started as a Green Lantern. That's what I like on the twist. Like he was a corrupt cop that just went and joined the mob. Yeah, it, it just that just works from the space cop angle, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's training day. That's, oh yeah, I mean, there's more. Remember, there's a bit more to it, yeah. but it's still kind of the evil version of the what the main would, character is. Yeah, Green Arrow and Wonder Woman are probably my two because as much as I love Veronica Kale, she she doesn't get used that much. Like it's kind of Rucker or nothing when it yeah, comes I mean, to Kale. Wonder Woman's weird because there, there's you know Veronica, we got you know we got Cheetah, mm-hmm. Ares. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are like some big villains that go yeah uh, sure. Jason. <laughs> never, never mention that name again. No, I know, but he's a villain in my eyes, so it's fine. But not, I'm not, to think not I'm, through I'm going, any strength of writing, though. I, uh, I'm going through the Justice League lineup, or even some of the other ones, and I just I really can't think of. Because uh, Nightwing, Nightwing, right now, kind of cast. I feel, I feel like Barbara's with a villain that's not just a a Batman villain knockoff. Yeah, so just hand me down. Because Bar- Barbara's got her brother, and that works really well for her. That, that's fairly personal, oh. um, and that works as well. More on that later. More on that later. Nightwing probably could use an actual outright nemesis, and they kind of mm-hmm. tried to with Raptor. Raptor was pretty good. I don't yeah. know if I'd call him A-list, though. I don't think he got quite oh. to that level. Well, they, they did that with the talent stuff, too, when Higgins was on him. You yeah. know, they had the guy that was like him came, that came from the circus, and then Raptor almost was like a, a continuation of that. Yeah, I would say Raptor is probably the best Nightwing villain to come out in the last ten years. Yeah, they're you know? trying with Nightwing. They're really trying. Yeah. They're just they're just not quite there, are they? No. No. I think I think what they have to do is Rollins to have someone that's the opposite or the same as him. Someone mm-hmm. who's more like Batman. Give him mm-hmm. a, a villain who's like Batman. Ooh. Well, I think that was part of the intention of Raptor originally, right? You know, because Raptor was like almost like he became the mentor, right? He he kind of yeah, filled that but... role. In- in different ways, though, but no, I hear what Pete's saying. Like, yeah. so there's that that character that gets underutilized. I, I, he popped up on, I forget what site I was browsing last week, uh, but Wrath, who's like the evil version of Batman or mm. Prometheus, someone who's like methodical, but you know, someone who plans. Because because Raptor, yeah. you know, personality wise was completely different. Whereas I'm thinking almost like an evil, twisted version of how Batman actually acts and how no, he okay. actually carries out his things. The idea being that Dick essentially has to fight Batman to win, even though it's not really Batman. Yeah. Like, uh, I think maybe he could do something with that, and, and they could turn it into any list Dick yeah. villain. Be cool. That must have been done, right? I'm uh, sure somewhere in some... I mean, Dick as Robin and Nightwing's been around for 70 years, so... Yeah. I'm sure. You I'm sure somewhere. Cat. Yeah. He's not going to overthink it. He actually just pulled something down and it landed in the phone and he ran away like that scared little shit. Like, no wonder it fell down. You pulled at it. Well... Yeah. Great story. <laughs> Compelling and rich. You shut your ginger face. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. To me Next like question. Uh, that's the last question. That's us. We're done. Mm. Okay. That's it. Uh, that 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 all that all actually no no there was one more we'll do one more we'll do one okay. a little bit different that's not uh strictly comics related uh, this is yeah. from Sweet Exorcist Seven I mean he asked the comics gate question but let's give him something that's a bit more cheery um uh, what was the last great non comic book movie you saw in theaters oh jeez <laughs> in theaters which, which me, tells you the last couple it. of months has not been great because we're thinking of like yeah. Yeah, what was the last let great me go to my one? log. The last great one. Yeah, I'm checking my my, my diary as well. Um, in 
Theaters. Okay, and that's theater. that's quite the. It's oh, tough. oh, uh, Incredibles two. I'm pulling up my letterbox here. Yeah. Incredibles two, no question. Yeah, no, mine, mine's Jurassic World two. That's not great, oh, Matt. Come no. on. Oh, for me it was. It's it's, it's Kong all over again. <laughs> I mean, I, I had fun with it. Oh, no, but... wait, wait, wait till November. That's this year's Kong Skull Island. Just wait. November. Um, the 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 one not Cloverfield movie. Oh, Overlord. World War Two. Overlord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see yeah. No, I haven't been to the movies a ton this this summer. Summer's yeah. been kind of lackluster. It's been lackluster. Yeah. Uh, it's about to get quite busy. The next few months are looking quite good, but it's been a bit of yeah. a rough summer. Yeah. Uh, Incredibles two stands so out. Are, had we done this after I see that new Oscar Isaac? That might have been, might have been there. The Nazi hunting movie. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Ooh. I think I'm going to see that tomorrow. So um, I th- it's probably a quiet place. Man, that was like April months ago. Uh, yeah, that was April for the record. It's been it's been, yeah. it's been a lukewarm summer. There's not been a lot to like inspire me out to. John, I thought the first you know third of the year. It's not bad. Hmm. No. I, I felt like I was going to the cinema pretty often. Like there was some good stuff, and then it just hit a drought from like you know June maybe. Well, if it was the best movie I've watched since, you know, the last really good one, I'd have to say Table Nineteen. That was really. Oh, good. was that good? I heard some mixed yes. things about it, so I never got around to it. It was really good. I'll add it to the um, list. I'll add it to the list. It's, yeah. it's, and then, it's, uh, it's already online because Zana Kendrick's yeah. in it. <laughs> and then there's another one called Briggs Bear that I really, really enjoyed. No, I mean, the, the last so. great movie I watched in general was probably uh, Women in the Dunes, which is a Japanese movie from 1964 that I watched with Connor for Influx, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. Yeah. See, and I really wanted to say The Meg, but I wasn't hot on The Meg, so, you know. Of all the people I not to I know. be yeah, so that, that movie's yeah. like made for you. It was, but as as I've told other people, it's not. It takes itself too seriously, and it's like there's there's no room for that in that. You want it more deep blue sea, hmm. and less Dante's Peak. That was my review. Okay, oh. well, um, yeah, that kind of wraps up. Quite. In terms of movies, though, there's more movies coming. We 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 do rev- review movies. If you weren't aware, if you just listen to the comics podcast, yeah. uh, me and Matt typically me and Matt typically do the, the new movies. Although not always. Sometimes Connor will tag in depending on, on what yeah. the movie is. Uh, me and Tim do streams, which is the horror movies. Uh, me oh. and Connor do older movies. Uh, but yeah, there's there's go up in the, the channel, the Millfuss TV channel, and then there's also I audio feeds for. Well, we'll mention this. Uh, might be worth mentioning that we're trying out a new format as well with some shorter, spoiler-free reviews. Yeah, yeah, scripted reviews. Uh, the first one went up this week. It was uh, for Summer of '84, which I I did. I, I will typically always be doing the voiceover, but I won't necessarily be the one writing them all. Um, yeah. but I, I did write that one. Uh, so that that review went up this week. So about five minutes long, spoiler free. So if you're if you're curious about the movie, you can you can check it out. Um, and I'm in the middle of the, the next one at the moment, actually. So uh, nice. But hey, uh, but yeah, we'll move on. Let's just just talk about books. Let's talk about books. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, question time is done. Book time is on. Um, I've scrolled down on my document now. Let me scroll back up. Uh, so we're going to start off with Batgirl number twenty six. Mirhard Scott writing and Paul Pollitier. You know, on the name. Yes, I forgot to mention this stuff. It don't. I went to 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 school with a girl who's who spelled her name very similar. Okay. Uh-huh. Who said Maraid. Okay. Maraid. 
Maraid. Yeah. Well, there's, Sinead. There is two R's because I, I was thinking of this because last time you said ignore the the G, and I said okay sure, but there's a second R afterwards. So I, so I was I wasn't convinced it was Mirhead because that's what we were saying last time. Yeah. That's the Maraid. It, it was spelled not exactly the same, but similar. Okay. And maybe maybe this is still not right, but it looks like I can I can see it. Okay, Maraid Scott. We'll go. This sounds like a name. <laughs> sounds real. We are we are going to check this one day. Yes, uh, Paul Politier on the art. Um, so that, this Yo, was... So you guys are like, oh, you have to read Batgirl first because. Because it might matter, Matt. Not because we knew it would, but because it hey, might matter. Guess what? Guess what? It didn't matter. So that doesn't, I was that deprived does... reading. I was deprived reading the James Junior story until halfway through the week. Okay, I'm a little salty. I'm a little <laughs> salty because I listened to you guys, and it didn't matter. I regret nothing. I regret uh, nothing. This was still the safe thing. option to take, just because you could have done the more risky one and it paid off for you. Not that it really mattered to anyone else. No one cared. Everyone was just like, "Yeah, I'll just read twenty six first. It's fine." This is you. This is you being you. No, no, Duke still sucks. That's me being me. <laughs> this is me just being salty. Um, <laughs> so, so this this picks up basically where the the story and the and the issue twenty five left off mm-hmm. where she's chasing chasing uh, what's his face uh, grotesque and grotesque. There's, there's these murders and she's chasing them and the issue is kind of this big action scene where she chases them into a building and ultimately results in her getting getting tased which affects the chip that lets her walk i hate when they bring this up because I, I like to roll my eyes at it uh but and she struggles to walk afterwards and she has some sort of weird like flashes of what's going on so it's like she's in a daze and then she's falling through the building and then she's like, okay, I'm going to go look into stuff in Gotham because that's where he's going. And she goes to the police station and kind of uses her, you know, I'm, I'm the commissioner's daughter charm to get in the door mm-hmm. and ends up having a seizure. And that's how we end the issue. That's a big cliffhanger yeah. uh, is that she's well, not, not in a good place. And, yeah. And we get that after the, the shock, it's affecting her eidetic memory, mm-hmm. which I think that's a nice wrinkle because I feel like some of the other writers that have taken on Babs since Rebirth, not that they lean on the eidetic memory too much, but it does come a lot, come up a lot in stories. Yeah. I think the, the point is we just never really play with it. It's always just okay. That's yeah, there. exactly. And I like that Scott is playing with it because we had that the stuff in the the last issue where she's noticing things. Yeah. And the the little notes. And here now it's almost like it's short circuiting. Yeah, it's, um, it's worth mentioning that is there as well before that happens. There's. Uh... Yeah. Or it's in the annual, but, no. but it was it was it was in some of the books that I read this week with Barbara. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so sure was. so I like that she's doing that with with the character. It's adding a nice little wrinkle, um, and just the the falling scene I thought was really well handled. As she's falling out of the building. Yeah, the layouts are quite she's cool. Like flashing um, in and out. Yeah, I, I like the the flashing lights. It almost is it like mm-hmm. in the background. It's almost like that's what she's seeing as she's falling because she can't really make heads or tails of what's in her in her line of vision. Yeah. Um. And she's just beat to shit. She she you know, she goes through a rough time, um, yep. in this one, and you know she and she's trying to use her memory to like remember what was in the room, and she kind of does. It kind of works, but then she starts having having freaky moments later. Uh, like it's just like she's getting some images, but she's not really remembering it properly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's she's getting, fuzzy. Yeah, she's getting flashes, and she doesn't know what it was supposed to represent. Like, okay, well, they were super well-armed with security, so why would they be so well-armed with security to protect this 
and it, it's just not making it adding up to her and then that's where it goes into her seizure yeah also so, worth mentioning our, our suit especially her cape gets torn to shit so set, set up for why she needs the, the other outfit um, yeah. next issue yeah. excited uh, for that which makes some sense uh, so this was pretty much an action-focused issue. It was her chasing grotesque mm-hmm. in the building, uh, the, the the pursuit, the fight, the fall, and then of course the cliffhanger at the end with the uh, with the seizure. So yeah. um, uh, no, I was into it. I thought it was a pretty good follow-up yeah. to the the, the the first part of this arc in the yeah. last issue. Um, yeah. And I think it just hit the ground running. It was like, okay, we're going to do a big action thing. We'll worry about more sort of teasing the mystery and the the the, the chase next week. And I, I think giving her some actual physical issues at the end of this issue is like, okay, right, there's some stakes here because he's actually affected her in a way that's kind of concerning. Like, she just falls down. They need an ambulance. Like, it's not even like she's in a fight and she gets hit and she's knocked out. It's like, no, no, she goes down. It it feels vulnerable, you know? Um, Yeah. So, that was interesting. Uh, I I do mostly like the art in this issue as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, the military is pretty decent. Yeah. I like... Lots of nice stylistic choices with like the mm-hmm. the reds. I, I think yeah. I like the layouts from uh, Pelletier, uh most of all. I think his core art is like a solid B plus, but his layouts are very good. Yeah, I, think I, I will say it won me back after a major misstep on like the second page. Where there we go. The cross, the really cross wasn't boob. in one panel, and then the next panel. No, no, was. she just has one really big boob for no reason. <laughs> Uh, in the bottom panel on the same like just you know all of a sudden it was like okay that looks weird Connor was paying close attention to that part of the the image of course it sticks out because it's pretty big (laughs) and I was like what's what's going on here and it's never like that again in the issue that was the thing it was like that's why it stuck out to me is that what she's on the bank yeah yeah okay it just it looks wrong well it's just it's weird physics yeah the way it's because she's hunching forward it almost looks like she's just got more of a big stomach than she does a does a boob yeah, it's 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 all just weird placement, size, you know, the angle, every, everything about it just looks wrong. And I was like, okay, not the best thing. Yeah, you know, a second page, make make a good first impression to me. You know, don't don't you don't want it to work your way back up. But then it did all the nice things with all the reds and the layouts, so I forgave it by the end. Yeah. I like the flashback scenes with our dad as well. I thought those had a nice color palette. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, it just just feels a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh... I think it's uh, Bel Air on the colours, right? Tinted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is. Uh, also, I do dig she has a... When she's talking to the police via text message, she's got like a goofy little Batgirl face. A emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't like that as much as I do, but I kind of I, I kinda do. I, I mean, it's funny, given that you, you, you hated all the hipster stuff before, but that, that you love. Well, it's just, it's completely random, and you don't like to laugh at random yeah, for um, random sake, but it, I wasn't expecting it. And it's also the hello GCPD. A crime is being committed. These coordinates. Won't you help me stop it? Just like a, you know. Yeah. No, it's okay. funny because she gives Dick shit in the Nightwing Annual for giving a journalist his com like, but she's texting the GCPD. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the police. There's a difference. There's a difference. I'm just saying it's still very casual feeling, is what I'm saying. Very casual. Well, yeah. Little happy display pick. Hey that, GCPD. That, that's maybe something you should. Call out the group editor for who's the group editor for the for the Bat Family? I can't remember. That's that's <laughs> on the. Hang on, let's let's find a credits page. Group editor is Jamie S. Rich. There we go. Also, we should be calling out when she gets zapped by the taser. I actually really because it does the whole X-ray thing where you see like her, her skeleton, right? But I really like that it shows you not just her head lighting up, but also the chip in her spine because the chip in the spine is yeah. obvious because it's like. 
uh, that's what's you know the, the, she's having tr- tr- struggle to she's tr- having trouble right. walking again after this moment, right? And that makes sense. Huh? But the head kind of like even though nothing there's not like any direct effects immediately. Uh, so if you go back and look at it, I guess like oh yeah, her head gets messed. I mean, her head's yeah. way brighter than her chip in the back. Yeah, is. no, I think it's supposed to be a backwards link because she talks about yeah. how you know the chip in the spine connects directly to her mm. brain. Mm-hmm. So here the chips get fried. So is that sending feedback essentially right. yeah. back up the chain? It's short circuiting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also, there is. I don't know. I don't know if Simone ever did this, but it's almost funny to me that no one's tried since she's been walking again with the chip. That no one's mm-hmm. done a thing where she is literally losing her legs in a fight. Has someone yeah, done that? I think, that? I've just not seen. I think Sim- oh, no. Simone did a bit where the chip didn't entirely work but i think it was a uh, psychosomatic right okay. was, the, was the idea she wasn't entirely like you know comfortable with you know walking again yet right because cause here it's like oh man this is really vulnerable the idea she's in the middle of a fight and she's starting to collapse mm-hmm. and not not be able to fight back like that that was yeah. that was interesting to me uh in terms of setting up the stakes yeah. so yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, i'm happy with this new run so obviously we get more to talk about in a second with the annual but that's a standalone story yeah, and introduce that that new detective. I think it was yeah. Evan. Evan, was it? Evan? Yeah, Blandy make love interest. Yes. Yeah, Evan <laughs> Kennedy Douglas from Bloodhaven. So, you know, I just like when they add supporting cast. Also, I'm glad Barbara's kind of been written as just more of a young twenty-something again, and not a mm-hmm. you know sixteen-year-old. That's kind of nice. Yeah. 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 You know, not not that uh, Hope Larson was was doing too much of that stuff, but I I feel like here her getting out of that police station, the way she does, just feels a little yeah. bit more grown up than. than... Mm. Well, she's the boss's daughter. Yeah. Like how she plays that up. Like, like and part of it's just down to her clothes. Like just what they've dressed her in just feels a little bit yeah. more mature. And do you think she's still going to school for library science? And that's still uh, going to be her. She's probably on a break yeah. while she's in Gotham because yeah, okay. she's away. Makes but, sense. Yeah, I think. Well, she's still is in Gotham. I thought. It's like a suburb of Gotham, I think. Okay. Yeah, right. we we've had this before where it feels like it's 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 kind of just outside yeah. Gotham. It's not right. really, it's its own little. I just thing. thought it was like a, a, a gentrified piece of Gotham. No, because that, that was the impression I had for quite a while. Yeah. I remember talking about this maybe three or four months ago. Okay. Um, maybe it was an episode that you missed. Maybe. Uh, and and there was some dialogue in it that in one of the issues yeah. that, that definitively placed it outside of outside. Gotham. And okay. I think. I kind of like it in the idea that you've got Gotham and you've got Bloodhaven, which is a neighbouring city, which is yep. not as big, obviously still huge. Yes. And then you have Burnside, which is more of a big town, which is also sort of in the right. region, sort of in between yeah. the two or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's almost like if, if Gotham's New York, then like Bloodhaven's in Jersey and then uh, Burnside's kind of upstate. You know, up. yeah, I could, I can kind of see yeah. that. Well, what I, we need we, is we need a we need a map, a definitive map. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things in comics. It's that and the sports teams <laughs> for the different DC, the Gotham. Because... Is it Knights? Nice? Yeah. Nice. It all Gotham. it all depends. I've said this numerous numerous times. So if this ever gets to DC, I would buy a Metropolis Meteors hat. We all know I wear hats all the time. <laughs> I would buy or even a, a Keystone Combines. Hockey hat, like I would, I'd be all for those. So you know, but you know, I, I like the geography of the the DC universe, just to see where these cities are and whatnot. All right, so we'll we'll rate Batgirl twenty six then, uh, shall we? Matt, what are you giving it? Oh, it's a solid seven point five. Nice, nice jump in for for uh, Scott. I mean, it's almost not the first, but it feels like it's part one. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's following on, but it's still. I feel like you could read this without having read that yeah. opening. It kind of recaps it a little bit if you if you didn't get it. Um, but I, I think that that story in Batgirl twenty five does add more creepiness to it because that's more of the yeah. sort of the, the creepy crime scene part of it. But uh, Carl, what are you giving it? Yeah, no, I agree with seven point five. I think it's a really solid issue, but um, it's mostly just an action issue. So um, yeah. it's very good, but I, I don't think art's quite good enough to elevate it above that for for an action issue. That's fair. Um... My gut's saying eight. I don't really have much of a reason to say why it's half a point higher than yeah. you two, but my, gut, my gut's just yeah. saying eight, so <laughs> I'll give it an eight. So my heart can speak for itself. You do you. All right, that'll take us out to Batgirl Annual number two, and you guys looked up how to say her name, so go on. Yeah. Yeah, so we were kind of both right. Um, Maraid is the, the Gaelic pronunciation, the original spell, uh, the pronunciation of the of that name. Maraid. However... Right. She has tweeted in the in the past that she goes by the Americanized saying of it, which is just Margaret. Margaret. Yes. It rhymes with air. So Margaret. Yes. Margaret. All right. Yeah. I feel like people probably just shorten it to Mary, assuming she lets them do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get, apparently it's Gaelic for Margaret, so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'll call Marge then. All right. <laughs> um, Maggie. Yeah. Okay. Egg. So. Merkhead Scott. Right, there you go. Merkhead. I have to say both R's? Oh, come on. That's just cruel. Merkhead. Merkhead. There you go. Say it like an American beat. All right. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the Batgirl Annual, uh, also by Merkhead Scott, uh, with art by Elena Casagrande, is a standalone story but it's an interesting one and while it is standalone i feel like the ending is kind of hinting that this is set up for something down the line in the book yeah it does feel like here's something that's going to come up later in the run yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is her brother james gordon jr there's a series of murders that are very weird uh where all the victims died of a heart attack but after the death were stabbed as if they were running from the you know the attacker and the blades you know right. correspond you know but ba- babs does a whole detective vision thing where she can see them getting chased down and, and sliced and whatnot and she's working with the cops and she's she's uh looking into it and then she realizes where she recognizes the 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 murder scene from the, the specific the way that the, the person died it's a t- it's a movie she used to watch as a, a kid and by the way if you want me to connect with barbara gordon anymore telling me she grew up watching slasher movies with her dad like all right yeah. okay I, I knew pete was gonna love this issue. Uh, me too. Yeah, I, I was reading this on the bus home earlier and i was like okay so you're telling me this is an issue about a slasher movie mm-hmm Pete, this this is Pete's issue of the week. <laughs> you don't know that yet. Oh, I know that. You don't know that yet. Well, you don't know how I feel about Hawk and Dove yet. Uh, all, all I know <laughs> is it's 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 slasher movies combined with James Gordon Jr. He's he's a sucker for this. This is true. This is true. Uh, so so she she basically realizes this is this is a a James Gordon Jr. special. I, I specifically like the panel where she's she falls asleep researching. She wakes up with like a bit of paper stuck to her cheek. Um, that amuses mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those little safe place moments. But we get this Hannibal Lecter scene where she goes to see her brother at Blackgate. Uh, yep. He's never allowed to be moved. I like that he's, and I like that he's in Blackgate, not Arkham, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because he's, he's in a, actual prison. Sure, he's crazy, but he's more of a traditional serial killer than a yeah. Gotham serial killer, right? Yeah, 
I think there's a case to be made that maybe he belongs in Arkham. There's a case, yeah. Do, and do, and yeah. maybe the system is failing him by just throwing him in Blackgate. Yeah, because Arkham's doing such a good job with all their oh, cuddles. Oh, <laughs> in theory, I'm not saying Arkham's succeeding. I think we're like Iron Heights. I think, I think Wolf would really kick out of him. Because what we were saying earlier on about Dick not having his thing, right? Yeah. About not having his villain. I like the idea that Babs' villains, the good ones, might be more like traditional, like, criminals like serial killers and stuff because you, you basically say okay she's more like a uh you know it's a silence of the lamb she's Khalees starlin and she she has her hannibal lecter brother and she tackles those types of criminals and it's not to say that she can't have the big super villains and stuff because she does it sometimes but i feel like yeah. james gordon's by far been the most interesting of her villains and i think <laughs> um not just because it's personal but because there's this this like real like you know grisly <laughs> nature to it well, and it's and it's intellect versus intellect. Yeah, right. They're both smart go. in different ways. Yeah, it's it's a sense of genuine like evil, but it's relatable evil, right? It's it's a very real kind of evil. And it's funny, yeah. as much as we talk about Batman being a detective, I feel like giving her the more straight up serial killer. This is a detective trying to oh. outsmart a killer. She actually fits really well into that role, given her intelligence yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, it works. But so. They have a bit of back and forth, and we find out he's got a bunch of love letters from crazy broads who like serial killers because that's a thing. Yeah. And uh, tries to like pl- play on her memory, and she's not very happy about it. And obviously, they recount oh. a little bit of the history for anyone who doesn't know uh, what he, what he did in the past. And uh, you know, even brings up, "I know you're back, girl," and I didn't tell anyone. I don't want to torture you like that. I have my own ways yeah. to torture you. <laughs> <laughs> the way to do it that way, yeah. uh, which I like, very evil. Um, so she goes on the hunt, and I, I love that this this scene where she comes and speaks to him is like half the issue. This this has so many yep. pages in this in this book. It does, yeah. Well, and you get their their relationship throughout that, hmm. you know, and it's like you can tell she still cares about her brother, but he's looking at her like, well, what does she want? And she and she clearly yeah, doesn't like, want to. Like she 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 no. really doesn't want to care, but she does. No, but- she can't help it because she's she's Barbara, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just being. love their dichotomy. <laughs> but yeah, so so she goes home with these letters and she's trying to track down who might be the the copycat, whoever whoever this this person is. One of his followers is probably the killer. Uh, and she drinks booze, but she doesn't normally do. Uh, right. And I like her reasoning is that she deals with so much dark stuff that it would be really easy to always do this whenever something got really tough, and she doesn't want to rely on it, so she doesn't do it. But her right. brother. <laughs> It's just enough yeah. to push it over that edge. It's yeah. fam- family usually is the one that does it. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it makes sense. That's true. I mean, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that a ginger doesn't drink, but I mean, you know, I- I'll buy it from Babs. I I, I will say that I don't know what you're edge, talking about. When, when my dad visits, that's the only time I wonder. I wonder what alcohol tastes like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so she checks out a couple of the the potentials, and one's already like locked up for stabbing someone else, and so it couldn't have been her. Yeah, she is like legit crazy, like oh, straight jacket, blue hair, like yeah. Joker looking smile, yeah. yeah, yeah, full on, and full then, on. And then she gets to the second one, which was a bit. It reminded me of something in a David Fincher movie. Oh, it was really depressing. That, but I actually yeah. really like that. This is something that ended yeah. with Barbara not being able to help her fix it. Yep. Yeah, it was really sad because this this girl who's obsessed with her brother, uh, and talks about wanting to follow in his footsteps and so on, yeah. turns out she's she's abused by her, her father, and he comes in and Babs ends up fighting him and she tries to stick up for her, but then the girl's like, no, get away, stop hitting my dad, and she like sticks up for her dad, and it's she's this victim who is trapped and doesn't want help. Did did you think it was actually her dad? Because I went the no. impression this was the 
the the boyfriend that she that, that oh, he sure. makes call daddy. Oh sure, yeah, yeah that's fair. I just, that's, I just that's how I took it. Change the context of this, if you if, you know, and I want to know which 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 way we're coming down on this. Um, let me look at the dialogue again specifically where I got dad because at one point it, she did call him daddy, right? That, I'm not. She calls him daddy all the yeah. time, yeah. But I think that's what he. But it, it's when um he's like, oh, who 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 the hell's James? You know, like you know, who's this other guy? And oh, he's yeah. getting the, you know this jealous rage. I, I yeah, I guess I just took that as more the the the, the father who doesn't want his daughter near anyone rather than yeah. Well, no, I took it because it's a girl writing a serial killer. Like this is her twisted, mm. you know. That's... Yeah. Oh sure. No, there's, that's fair. That's fair. There's also a bit in in Babs's narration. She puts a uh, daddy in quotation marks. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's something I just skimmed past there and didn't really think much. Well, about and it. that was in the letter too that she's reading from uh, this character. Where is she? Uh, Earlier on oh. with all the other little bits. Yeah, it's it's the first one says hurt so bad, daddy, but puppy remembers. So there's there's more going on there than. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, like this, this is unhealthy as shit, and there's this really yeah. sad sadness to it, where she, Barbara just kind of has to leave, and she can't really help or fix it because she doesn't want help. Um, and it's the idea that she's abused so much that she's seeking solace in her serial killer brother, <laughs> right? That that's yeah. how bad she's yeah. messed up by this. Um, and she loses her shit. She throws her, her laptop across the screen, uh, well, across the panel, I should say. Uh, what well, I actually, <laughs> I, I will say. If I have a critique about this moment where she gets really angry and throws the, the laptop away, mm-hmm. is that I feel like seeing her in socks undermines her pain in the next page. Why? But it's just the way she's kicking her legs up and she's got socks on. I, I just, I feel like socks... <laughs> okay, this is, this is a weird thing, alright? But... As someone who typically doesn't walk around in just socks, right? Yes, we know. We know Stuart's rage. Yes, you you know you know this about me. I, I don't like doing it. She looks too comfortable. No, she looks like she's at home. Yeah. <laughs> how how often do we watch? Or not watch? How often do we see in comic books characters walking around in the socks? Yeah, but that's why probably it not up. enough. That's the yeah. point. This is she's like, at home. She's sat if, on the sofa. If she was wearing her boots still, if I could she was see wearing shoes about. up on the sofa, I'd be questioning what's wrong with her. Most, most I mean, people don't feel the a need to wear shoes at like, all times. Look, house shoes. What, what, that type of stuff. what I'm saying is, is that panel where she's holding her hands up I, to her face? She looks like a kid. I'm seeing I'm a just, child kicking and screaming. That's what I'm saying. This is only a degree better than the cross issue. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not I'm a, like I'm just saying she looks more like she's a twelve year old kicking and streaming because she's not getting her way in that panel. Yeah, I mean, how you guys yeah. asking to get frustrated? Because I kick and scream. <laughs> I can see Matt doing it, admittedly. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is is I've not walked about in my socks since as a kid, so this feels like a really kid thing. I walk by in my socks all the time because <laughs> otherwise your feet get cold. Look, I, I admit this is weird. I admit this is more just me than it is the book itself. But to me, this looks like a kid who's kicking and screaming. I, 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 I mean, you, I, I could make a devil's uh, devil's advocate argument that maybe that was the point is to show that how James and her regressed into childhood. Okay, all right. She's like, I, I, I don't I, believe it, but I could make that argument. <laughs> if I, I, I do agree that she might look a little young in that particular panel. But I think it's to do with just the the, the facial, the, the little bit of the face that you can see uh, more than anything. I don't think the socks have anything to do with it. 
I, I think it's the, I, the pose itself, maybe. He I, 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 just doesn't like drawing toes. No, look, I'm, I'm, I may be focusing too much on the socks for the joke here, but I do think the way the legs are up in the air feels more kid-like. That's fair. Right? Yeah. I don't feel like an adult who's frustrated kicks the legs up in the air like that. So my, my main issue comes with the reveal on, on who's been doing this. Okay. Just as I feel like it wasn't set up enough, it is really a... It's not really a deus ex machina, but it is just kind of like... I, I still don't understand I mean, why. I, I don't think you could say it wasn't set up enough just because I don't feel like any... Like, no outcome was set up, I don't think, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like that that's the main problem. I just feel like if the, the girl that it... it when you find out, so she goes to the last one and then she works at a hospital, right? Um, she's a doctor. Yeah, no, that, that was she the thing. To. It wasn't any of the letters because yeah, James didn't respect anyone who's been writing yeah. the letters like this. So it was someone who was visiting him in person. Right. So, and then it was just like, oh, well, James found me. You know, and picked, it says, pick me out. Right. I, I think so, to play just the other side here, uh, Matt, you're saying, oh, no, it, it's not set up. Right. I agree. I think this is the setup. I think this is the setup for later, for later in the run. Yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like to me. Itself. Yeah. Yeah, so for the standalone, it was just kind of like out of left field. Like it was this girl. And then I'm still not quite sure. Like, so did James piece together that this girl was doing all this killing yeah. through the obituaries? Like, I didn't know obitu- obituaries were that detailed. That's what I'm not following, how James found her. Um, I'd have to that, go back and that's read that. That's fair. It does say, you know, James, he picked me up, uh, picked up on me through the obituaries. I wonder if, if it was, you know, people that were close to her or you know, people that she knew and he saw yeah, that he maybe. recognized her. And, yeah. And are so you... he reached out to her. And, but, but again, that might all just be. But for just like, for something that I felt was meant to be standalone, this just came out of left field, you know. But I still enjoyed the rest of the story. Like, it didn't kill the story for me especially mm. for what it means with james because it feels like he's now attracting these types and he's almost even he can do as much chaos as he can from a jail cell oh yeah, yeah that's it's, it that that ending know, page is, is him yeah. going and sitting down and writing a letter to someone else going hey i know what you're doing yeah i'm here to help yeah so it's, yeah. it's him being a a counselor for for serial killers to teach them how to be better mm-hmm. at it uh, which is which is really sick, and she even admits she's probably going to come back and visit him. It's funny, actually. I, I was saying earlier how that that panel next to the couch, she looks really young. I think she looks the oldest I've seen her in a long time in those last few pages when she's visiting him again. She's wearing like a suit, yeah. and she she looks like yeah. she looks like closer to thirty at this point. Yeah, I think that that is maybe the part of the point is that yeah. you know she she you know I said she regressed a bit. She was young. She was like you know. But then by the end, it's like, no, she's been forced to grow up. And like, okay, yeah. no, she's got to deal with this. She's, she's holding out. strong. She's putting on a front of strength for oh. when she's going to see him. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so far through these issues, I'm really confident in Scott having a really good run on, Barb, on Barbara. Yeah. Like, she's... I, I like her take on the character so far. Like, it, nothing feels like a regression. Because you never want that from, from creator to creator. Like, you're taking steps back. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this feels it's, like it's, the same Barbara just advanced a little more. Yeah, you know? and that regression is often an easy step to take, just yeah. kind of revert yeah. to the last safe spot for the character. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad she's not doing that. No, that's, that's a good point. Uh, what do you think of the art by uh, Casagrande? Mm. It, it, uh, it reminds me a lot of Riley Rossimo, just more clean. Like, it, it rides this yeah. line, you know? it's it's I, I As I call it, it's not art for everyone, 
Like if someone's like, I didn't like the way it looked, I totally understand. You know, uh, um, I thought it was fairly solid. There was a couple of panels here or there where I thought the uh, the mouths looked a little bit too small and thin. If that makes any sense, yeah. looked just almost like just a couple of lines, and it felt a yeah. little bit off That's to me. Fair. I think I think I preferred it to the art in the the Batgirl issue, the the regular issue. Okay. Oh no, um, no. I, I prefer Pelletier. Um, and I, I will say I think having Belair on the colors really helped kind of tie the two together, giving it a consistent palette. So it still yeah. feels like it's part of the same, you know, cohesive story. Even though you know this yeah. isn't the next part, it still feels like part of that run. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is part of the. I, I have no doubts that this this James Gordon stuff. Yeah, going to be but it, it's later. not part of the grotesque story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it still feels cohesive right. with that story in whole as mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah, I mean, they might they might put this at the start of the, the first trade of uh, Mary Cred stuff, or they might like mm-hmm. hold it until we get to the James Gordon Junior story and just yeah. put the angle in at the start of that. I'll put it at the end of the tr- of the first trade potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the reason why I'd say maybe not to that is because she still has her old suit. That's maybe set before it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's turned out as but it? but it, but it's still priming for whatever's coming next. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think it depends if we're getting the James stuff next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting our suit next time though, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, Fresh year 27, but should be back on week four next month. So, uh, yeah, yeah, week four, busy week four. Uh, Matt, what are you giving uh, the Batgirl annual? Uh, this was an eight. I did a little bit more than this, the single issue. I do love the James and, and Barbara stuff. And I just did, you know, there's a little stuff a little weaker, but I think as a whole, I enjoyed the issue more. Cool, Connor? Yeah, eight as well. I think, uh, it's really solid, but the 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 James stuff gives it an extra edge. Eight point five. <laughs> this one step above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it was based on a slasher movie, of course. He loved it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there the are uh, depth here, or there, but overall, I like the look of it. I love the James stuff. I, I like, I like the fact that 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 middle, the middle girl, the middle suspect, was such a dark, sad kind of story that she couldn't really help with, and she just kind of had to accept that and leave. Um, I like that. It was like, no, you can't fix everything. Uh, and that goes back and again to Barbara dealing with more real horrors, real like things she can't fix everything. So uh, I like that. So uh, that was the Batgirl annual number two. That'll take us on to the Nightwing annual number one. Benjamin Percy writing Otto Schmidt on art. Well, that, that team back together again. So the old days in Green Arrow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Felt very Green Arrow as well. Like, I almost feel like this could have popped up during the... Um, mm. Who are the bad guys? <sighs> The Ninth Circle. Yeah, the Ninth Circle. I feel like the the dark. You substitute the name Dark Web for Ninth Circle, and you're <laughs> still in game. Maybe that's a critique that they're too similar. <laughs> He's not and that's things. not a critique. It's just it's Ben Percy doing what Ben Percy does. Like he hits, yeah. and that's fine. Joe, you know I'll say um, I love. I love the idea that Dick has fun flirting with Vicky Vale just because yeah. it's someone who used to date Bruce. Yep. And that, and she doesn't know that she's, she's flirting with... I mean, she knows that Nightwing and Batman are, of course, related, but yeah. she doesn't know that Bruce is Batman. Yeah, so. I feel that that's just Vicky's setting because that's how she gets people to open up. Oh, sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, but everyone's so, going to flirt with Dick because... Well, because maybe seen his, you've seen his behind. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, like, well, I mean, that glute master's not there for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I love when they play with stuff like that. Like, it, it's well known. He has the best glutes and in the dc so, universe so this one is about so we're still playing with the dark web stuff bar barbara helps you know dick back in his feet uh, she also gives him a new uh big 
truck. There's this new... Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded... If you ever seen Universal Soldier, the first Universal Soldier movie, their base was like a... in a truck. It was like a comm center. Yeah. Um, so, and that, this is what this is like. It's like a rolling back cave, as he puts it. Uh, but because she knows him, she's like, oh, I've got some that shitty cereal you like. I've got these different, you know, various things around the place on top of the usual equipment. Plus, here's a new fancy bike, which, you know, for the, the more yeah. uh, intimate, intricate movement uh, as you're going around zipping and whizzing a by. So, whizzing a by? Whizzing a by is what I meant to say. Um, so, yes. uh, so that's fast. That's okay. So we've got a new sort of like base for Dick, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, I think what I like the most though is that Dick during this scene when he when he's he's like sort of narrating, he's kind of talking about how okay, sure I'm flirting with the Vicky, but I mean Barbara feels like home. Like you know what, it doesn't yep. matter what it else never... happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah. dug that. But uh, and Carter, what's the face you're making? I just uh, I'm I, I really didn't want to go back to the the Dick Bab stuff. And you're it, wrong. It it's wrong. It, no, it, it doesn't make any this sense is... to me. Now, here's the thing, though. This is what I appreciate about this issue. So, he's really aggressively flirting, flirting with Vicky Vale. And I'm like, oh, so is Percy going to get away from the Dick and Bab stuff? And it feels like he's getting towards that line. And then when you get to the, oh, but it, Barbara just feels right. Barbara feels home. Like, all of that led up to that. And I, I really like that turn that it made where he was like, oh, no, I'm just, he's, it's Dick and Babs forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I don't get. I I don't think they're that great together. I think they're good together, and I think oh. I know this thing. I think they were the, a fantastic pairing when they were both younger, and the idea that okay, no, we're both in Gotham. You know, there's there's limited options. Of course, they ended up together, but as they went out into the larger you know DC universe at whole, I think that there's there's better matches out there for them. That you know, there's there's yeah, we we often talk about how Dick is you know the, the the heart and soul of the DC universe and how, you know, he has ties to all the different groups. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, just putting him with, with Babs and putting him you know, with, with, I think it's a disservice to his character, frankly. Oh, I, I disagree. Yeah, I, I, I completely I like, disagree I like that he's, I like that there's that unresolved stuff with, with Starfire. I don't even know if they've almost gotten married still, if that's so continuity. I'm not, not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that, 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 they do have a history, but he still goes back to Bass. I mean, it's kind of what he says in this issue. She's home. She, she's, you know, it doesn't matter where he goes and what he goes off and does. When he comes back with her, it's like, you know, back, back yeah. to what feels and right. That's the thing I just don't time. agree with. I, 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 that doesn't that doesn't feel feel right to me. Uh, it feels, makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, it makes okay. me feel warm and fuzzy. I am so glad that the writers seem to agree with me and not Connor. Uh, like I was saying, he... I was worried that he was going to undo it just to add something different because mm. that's what I thought the Vicky Vale stuff was. And then as it goes on, I started to get more worried and then this scene happens. Yeah, I feel like... In, in the truck. I feel like there's some nice synergy here between between the uh, the Batgirl 25 and then this. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the group uh, that are here, or at least, you know, uh, yeah. Scott and, and Percy might you know, be colluding a little if, bit to make if, it all feel if right. If they announced, like, a, a, a Dick and Babs book, you know, like, that'd be cool. That's what this is kind of leading to. I don't think he's like, leading to that, but I'd be I'd be down for it. Yeah, like I, I could it. I could see that because they've been rolling around, you know, not rolling around. That's not a dirty. They've been, you know, in each other's orbit more recently, you know, than or more often than not recently. So, but no, this issue the um, the feed. Percy. Well, yeah, 
Percy and his not so subtle um, critique of what's going on in the real world is back yes. again. Yes. Which again, George, yeah, like, it didn't, again, two on the nose. It did not need you to yeah. actually name dropping deep fakes. Oh, sure, yeah. No. Do, you, do you know what I liked about it, though? I liked that there was a bit of a swerve when the feed first popped up and he said, Oh, you can't trust the news. We're going to be your honest and reliable news. I liked it immediately and like the next page. It was like, No, no. The newspapers they're saying to one stand are saying the, the complete opposite from what the newsstand at the other side of the city is saying. Um, I yeah. kind of liked that just in a. Like no, they're they're going like super fake news. Like, they're just like yeah, you know, like there's riots over here. They're not happening. There's stuff over yeah, here. Yeah, so they're happening. not that's taking not a morsel of truth in the fake news. So it, it feels like oh maybe this person that's calling it fake knows what they're talking about. They're completely making up fake news and putting it against other fake news. Yeah, like it's a whole. And it's also worth mentioning they've also hacked yeah. every single newspaper newsroom. So yeah. they're they're pumping out all their stuff through all their they're channels. They're the sole media in Gotham City right yes. now. Like that's Which, that's it. I will say, like, oh, I'm cool with Dick being in Gotham and doing that kind of stuff, but I do think it's a bit weird that there's not even like Batman showing up and like, hey, why is my city been taken over? Like, what? Yeah. Like, this is so big in Gotham that Batman would be involved. He'd show up and have he's, an opinion. He's on, on this. vacation. <laughs> it is that no Batman is taking vacation. We've learned this. He's, when he's, he does, he goes and no, when he does, he goes and tampers with the jury. Yeah, that's, he's, what he's, he, that's what's happening at the minute. He's in jury duty. Yeah, well, then how come Dick's not dressed as Batman? Yeah, exactly. Because it's daytime. Yeah, so it is it is Percy, but it is what I love about Percy, is that it is sloppy, but it's sloppy in a way that's endearing. Actually, so, speaking of sloppy, I actually loved when Dick tries to chase the, 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 the assistant dude, but he's like, yeah. oh, this is the problem with fluorescent rights, you can't be really sneaky, and you just see this big wide shot of him chasing this guy down. It looks really goofy, he looks running in the bright lights in this costume. And I kind of yeah. liked that. It was it was like kind of like shining a light on it and being like, yeah, this is kind of silly when you're not doing it in the shadows and you know on the on the rooftops oh. and the, the nightscape and all. Also, that. Also the the thumb drive that was actually a thumb, that oh, yeah. that gave me a good laugh. That that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Count, count his fingers. Oh, he only has four. Something's up. <laughs> <laughs> and the thumb sticking out of the side of a computer in a USB port. And I was just like, that's good. Yeah. Percy, you've done good. Also, the the the, you know, the the woman, the 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 entity that was like the the spokesperson for the feed, when she yeah. went like all demonic, like you know, evil uh-huh. at the end with the big teeth, I was like, oh, she looks kind of cool. Like oh, I'm digging the the monstrous monstrous yeah. monstrosity zero, of the design. I have zero idea where this is going. Like I know it goes in with worm, and and whatnot, but I just I don't know. It definitely feels like he's running back the night circle, but just says the dark web. Hmm. So. But we'll, I think that's we'll... part of why I'm not feeling it so much. I feel yeah. like we just had this story, and this doesn't feel fresh enough. It doesn't feel like it's it's uh, you, you you've replaced Ollie with Dick, and you've replaced you know D- Dino with uh Ooh, with Babs. And I feel like you could have put in you know the the flirting and stuff that could have been the the news person uh, from Star City. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that's why I'm not really thinking. I'm like it, it just feels like more of the same, which. If this was just more Green Arrow, would be fine because yeah. I wanted more of the same. But when you come to do something new, you come on a new book, you've got to bring something new to it. You can't just use the same yeah. thing again, and that's kind of what this feels like to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really argue with Schmidt's that. Art. But Schmidt's art looks good, though. I like his Vicky Vale. Like it was cool seeing her again. I will say that. Yeah, I she's, she's got a nice attitude yeah. to her in this, just in terms of visuals uh, as well as the dialogue. In terms of art, the only problems I had were a couple of times where, where Babs's lips, like on the, the yeah, second but... page, she's meant to be biting her bottom lip, but it looks just... Yeah, that 
That's my main problem with 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 Schmidt. I like how angular and stuff it is. It, it feels very stylized, but sometimes the faces look a little flat. Yeah, you know, like there's no depth to them. So, I think what it is is that a lot of the time he doesn't draw lips, right? And you get away with that until you start putting lips on some characters, but not others, and then they look a bit weird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I enjoy. It. I mean, I, I support. Is it my favorite of his Nightwing issues so far? It may be. It may be. I, I kind of like the, 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 the threat to the city. Um, the stuff with Vicky is a lot of fun. The stuff with Babs is kind of sweet. Um, the overall threat is kind of interesting. Um, I like the design of, you know, the, the, the evil news lady when she goes full, full demon at the end. Um, I, I have very little to complain about. I actually, I can't argue that it's basically just doing the same beats that Green Arrow did. I think that's a fair yeah. complaint to make, but... Ultimately, is it bothering me that much? As of now, it's not. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. As of now, I don't really care. I mean, it, it may bother me later if I feel like it's just doing the exact same story overall, but, I mean, it could be going in a completely different direction once it actually, you know, picks up or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, even I'm... like, you, you know how, okay, he's got the, the, the roving Batmobile now, and I'm like, didn't we do a road trip with Ollie? Yeah, but I don't think he's going to have a road yeah, trip. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be just, a road trip. It's... I think that's making a no. leap. No. Okay. That, that's just him, and I get it because you don't want to have him have the the you know the Nightwing cave or whatever. So I like yeah. that it, it strikes him different. I, I feel like this is just yeah. something he has in Bloodhaven. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm just it was just like okay, are we doing that in two or three arcs time now? Mm. Um, I feel, I feel, I feel like you're jumping the gun a little bit because you've you've made this this connection now. You've been a little bit cynical. Oh, maybe, but what, once I, I felt felt the connection, it felt like some of these things were. Were, were related to that as well. Not for necessarily, oh, immediately he's going on a road trip, but just more like, okay, that's there if he wants to now. Like, that's mm. there for him to use. And it felt yeah. like that's well, what I, I, I think if he eventually goes on a road trip, that's the point where you say he's just doing the exact same run again. I think at this point, it's fair to critique it and say it's a very similar thing so far. And a lot of the same building blocks are the same. At Lincoln, you've got Babs instead of Dana, it's Dick instead of Ollie, the Dark Webs instead of the Nine Circle. And there's all these correlations you can make. But I don't think until you can actually put all like okay, that's that arc, and then that's that arc. Until no, no, and, 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 until you can say no, Force Awakens is a new hope, and then the next one's Empire Strikes Back. Once we can get to that point, and we can just like say no, that's that one, and that's that one, then I think it's more of a problem. But no, so, it, it might be. I think it was just it's it's so noticeable because this is right at the start of the story. Well, and, it doesn't know, help that Otto Schmidt either. It, it, no, that probably doesn't help bringing back you know? a key artist from that run. It just um, you know, evokes it even I don't th- more. I don't think the first arc was super similar to Nightwing, though, or to Green Arrow as much, though. Like, no, well, no, it was Because I can't think of a correlation for Willem in like, that that revelation, right? No, I'm never saying it's the exact same thing, but there's a lot of the same beats. Like He's getting himself into a groove. But I like Percy enough that I'm willing to see where it goes, you know, and I don't think he's going to run it back. But like Pete's saying... Once it gets there, if, if if he goes out and off of Bloodhaven, there's this floating, you know, <laughs> yacht that's the tech thing. Then yeah, we're gonna have some issues. Yeah. But until or then, it'll, it's it'll just fun. be digital. Like, no, it'll be in VR, Matt. But it'll be the same thing just done in VR. The, yeah, the the, 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 yeah. the hidey hole. Yeah. I, there, there was enough that was here that was that I liked, like the Vicky Vale stuff. I really like the fact that she's constantly drinking a triple shot Americano. It's like, how much caffeine is this woman getting in a day? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the, the, the character stuff's all working, and I don't have this yeah. this weird issue with yeah. Dick and Babs that, can... that Connor does. Yeah, as long oh, as the character issue. stuff's up, 
you know, as long as the character stuff's up, I can deal with, with lazy plot, kind of. Because as long as I care what, what Dick's going through, I like that he's made him a, a Luddite that, you know, doesn't understand technology and whatnot. Like, that's fun. So... Uh, you know, on that point, I thought he was weirdly competent with technology in this issue. You know, where he's like, oh, okay, when you when you get you know, a, a virus, you don't you know try and you know, flush it down. You you shut it all down. You trap it in, and you you know you cleanse it from there. Yeah, yeah. Bob's uh, told but, him that. Like, and, and if you... No, but Bob's yeah. told him specifically that a few issues ago. No, no, that, that's fair. But it just the way he 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 speaks with such authority in this issue on everything related well, to it. Well, felt... that just yeah, that just told me he was being a bit cocky because of what Bob's told him. No, maybe like, I know how to deal with this now. You know, yeah, you cut it off from the source, and then it's like, well, no, now it's stuck. Yeah, it felt like he was suddenly just okay. I know exactly what to do. Yeah, it's yeah. just because that 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 little bit of narration stuck out to me. But that it stuck out to me because Bob said almost the exact same thing to him, word for word, like a few issues ago. Uh, and I think that's why did. he's saying it it's because Bob's taught him that. He's just yeah. reiterating it completely. Fair enough. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I, I feel like... Because this is the weird thing. I don't think Green Arrow was ever that great plot-wise either. You know, like, it was solid. Yeah. But but here's the difference. It was the first time it was that plot. I mean, so it was enjoyable, it was exciting, it was fresh. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. But ultimately, in, like, five years' time, if, if I look back in these two runs and they're both pretty similar, ultimately I'm probably going to pick Nightwing over Green Arrow just because I like Nightwing more. At that point, oh, it's just no, out of taste. That... Like, to me, it doesn't really matter that much which one was first. I guess is what I'm I saying. I say I do because one's original and one's not. Like I'll go with the original first because at least that was what he did with Ollie was something new, right? We hadn't seen Ollie come up against you know this banking syndicate or whatever. Sure. But now that we're seeing I'm... Nightwing go against this this web. Whoever is behind all of this. I mean, this, it depends how similar it is. I, I feel. I feel like yeah. we're, we're. I think we're shoehorning a lot of notions into how similar this run might end up being, just based yeah, on suspicions of you I know like an Percy issue enough. an arc. Yeah, I like Percy enough that I'm still. It's like, I don't care if it's running it back. I just wanted to point out that I thought that it was running it back. I'm still going to read Nightwing because I enjoy his Nightwing. Like I enjoy. I, his I think. I think that's the thing as well for me is I'm not enjoying his his uh voice for nightwing as much you know i think the vo- the voice itself's okay but yeah i've, I've said you know making mm. him you know matt you said you like making him a luddite I don't, I don't like that i don't I, you know i'm not a fan of okay let's let's make him nostalgic and go well, back to babs you know well, no, I just that like stuff's not just... working for me and if those are the core beats that you know like, like pete's saying okay the plot doesn't really matter if the character stuff's there yeah if that's the character stuff and well, i'm not it. really enjoying that yeah, either i get that. that that's consistent i understand that but i like that he's kind of a lunkhead too because cause like, for, cause for me, that was kind of the same thing for Green Arrow, is the plot is fine. Like, the Nine Circle was fine, but I didn't necessarily... I wasn't excited by the Nine Circle. I was excited because Dick and... and, Di- and Dick, sorry. Ollie and Dinah. Um, their relationship and how he was with Emmy and, and the, you know, the art was always great. Like th- That was what I loved yeah. about Green Arrow. Yeah, let's not sleep on the fact that Emmy fought an actual dragon, though. Like... <laughs> I, 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 I will say on, on that, I think the, the designs were better in, in Green Arrow. Well, like, yes, for the, for the, the Ninth Circle and stuff versus the, the web so far. Oh, sure, that's fair. I mean, that's just yeah. out of taste, but that's, that's fair. No, it is, yeah. yeah. I will um, say I, I did enjoy this art, although I do like Schmidt already, because I haven't been really enjoying the art that we have gotten in Nightwing, so I thought that was yeah. a step up, despite uh, the, that's the it, blackness. Though. Oliver never had that cool visor, so, you know. Well, and that's why it was better. 
automatically. Yeah, now, the way I want to think, I'm arguing that Nightwing, the Nightwing runs already better than Green Arrow. I'm not, and I'm not necessarily saying it even will no. be. I'm just saying that if we get to he's, the end and they're a very similar level of quality and they're very similar stories, ultimately I might pick Nightwing over Green Arrow just because I like the character more. I'm more invested in Dick than I am Ollie. But I mean, that's just assuming that they, they measure up so equally. Sorry, I'm 12 years old. What did I say about Dick? I said something. I don't even know what I said, but I said you something said, about You Dick said that Dick's measure up equally. <laughs> no, you said you're more interested in Dick. And I just, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Damn it, Matt. <laughs> All right. Um, shall we rate the issue then before we drive ourselves yeah. back? Oh, we should just mention they've kidnapped uh, Vicky and Willem's there, although he might be the one who yeah. kidnapped her. It's hard to tell. Uh, yeah. But they're there, and I assume he's been kidnapped as well, because she even says, I will kill your friends, in plural. So I assume yeah. that he's also... Well, we know that Willem was being used, yeah. right? Like, so so, Willem's, so... Willem's also been held captive, and that's the cliffhanger. So this is the thing, unlike Batgirl, even though Batgirl seems like it will be important later on, this is just... This, this was is definitely just, in the next chapter. Yeah, this is just the next chapter of the story, this one. So yep. which, which is something I, I'm against in annuals, yeah. personally. Oh, I'm not. I'm, 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 I, I, I like don't like feeling chapter. obligated to pay the extra, you know, $5 issue in a month to get part of the story. I like them being a bonus thing that, hey, if you want something extra, here no, you no, go. I, I get, I get, I get, that, thinking. It, I get that thinking, but what I always come back to is I hate when I get an annual, it's a standalone thing, and it ends up sucking. <laughs> and it feels like just a, a pointless extra thing. And sometimes standalone annual stories can be great. They can be. There's examples of them being fantastic. Uh, but typically I feel safer yeah. when it's just the next chapter is what I'm saying alright so rating yeah it's rating Matt what are you giving it uh, this is a mm, I'll go 7.5 this is Ty's Batgirl 26 uh, Connor 5.5 <laughs> 5. <laughs> 7.5 from you as well I agree with Matt Alright, that'll take us out of the Silencer Annual number one. Dan Abnett writing, Jack Herbert on the art. Me and Connor read this. Um, well, I assume Connor yeah, read it. it. Matt, Matt's done now. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to interject occasionally as I check football scores. Yeah, that's fine. That's so, fine. We'll make yeah, this yeah. swift, hopefully, for the rest of the show because we have four books that. Me and Connor read this one, and the next three is either me or Connor read. Uh, so, this is a flashback issue. There's a little, there's a little bookend at the start and the end with uh, you know the home life of, of Honor and her, her family. And they're playing the PS4, which is clearly the PS4 because the controller is very very clearly the... the, the, the no, no, it is. It, it is. Um, and they're, play, they're playing games, and there's the little joke there of he's trying to like, don't, don't miss the assassin, Dad. Kill the assassin. Uh, amusing. But it's a flashback story to when she first met uh, her husband in Gotham. Although that doesn't actually end up factoring that much into the story. It's just kind of like there. It's part of the story. But she's in Gotham yeah, on a job. Yeah, it happens at the end. Yeah, she's in, in Gotham for Talia on a job uh, to kill... Uh, what's the big guy's name? The big villain, dude. It was a stupid name. I remember that. It was like Reaper or something, it... but he was like big and bulky, so I didn't even think of the name. No, it was. I remember, I remember looking at it and I was like... That was a stupid name. I'm going to find, find the, the page. It doesn't where he fit him, is what my main complaint was. I just tried to answer having never read Silencer. <laughs> just because I wanted to feel helpful. The, on, yeah, the, the Reaper. The Reaper, yeah. It was like, I, if you tell me someone is the Reaper, I assume they're going to be really like thin and sleek and like deadly and menacing. This is like a The Knights have a, a fourth line winger whose name is Ryan Reeves, and his nickname is the Reaper. But that's because it just punches people out. So, um, 
Yeah. Matt, Matt was that's speaking German there for a second. I don't understand the word of it. So, uh, <laughs> so, but he's this big bulky dude. But it turns out, because we think she's she's there to do something with Batman. And, you know, Talia is like talking to her over the comms saying, oh, I avoid the detective, the detective this, the detective that. He'll be part of my family. He doesn't know it yet. It's a clue before he knows he's got a son. Because <laughs> eight years ago. And... It turns out the mission's actually to stop the Reaper because the Reaper's going go in there to kill Batman. As if, as if Batman needs the protection. <laughs> that's that's the real funny thing here to me is that Talia thinks he needs the help, but Silencer's there to stop this guy from from killing Batman. And she actually she interjects, like she disobeys Talia because she sees like someone being mugged with a get with a with a, a gang, and she jumps in and like kills all the gang members, <laughs> and then wonders why the, the the family are still terrified like from her. Uh, afterwards, like you just blatantly shot them all in the head. That was pretty, pretty hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and then Batman yeah. shows up, and we get a bit of Batman silencer action. I think that's probably my favorite bit of the issue because there's there's no dialogue, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just you know three four pages of this fight, and I think it's when the art's at its best and where silence. it's just allowed to, yeah. to shine. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's, 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 that's probably the best part. Um, and then the big dude shows up, and it's kind of like, okay, so it's goofy comic book stuff now. Uh, although there was still some fun fighting towards the end when it went silent again. There's a like a giant sword because this dude's what like nine, ten foot tall, yeah, and he has a a sword of appropriate length, <laughs> and she picks it up at one point and it's far too big. It's it's stupidly big, like to the point where I almost did a double take of like, is that an art mistake? And I was like, <laughs> no, it's just that big. Mm-hmm. So it's like a like a like. Cloud Sword from Final Fantasy VII. Did Matt just make a Final nice. Fantasy VII reference? What is I, happening? I, I did. Yeah, it's it's longer. It's not it's not as thick as that. Gotcha. But it's 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 much longer. Have you still thought about Dick? Pete, you're the one that said you're interested in it, so you should be describing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a lot of talk about length and thickness and and shaft sizes. I'm just saying. There's a lot of. A lot of dick talk Look, going on. Apparently, swords are comparable to dicks. What do you want me to say? Well, they're both just to penetrate. So yeah. Uh, so. So I use a slash. <laughs> sure, you, you do both. Admittedly. Was was is 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 pork sword a regional thing then? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Because uh... because where I grew up, that was a very common nickname. Oh yeah, I, I never heard pork sword growing up. That's that's a youth yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, your pork sword. No, nah, no. Nah. That sounds like something that Ron Swanson would eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a meat, but also a murder weapon. <laughs> That's why he would like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That must be regional. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, so, I mean, this show is pretty solid in terms of action. It is. It, it's kind of. It kind of falls into what I was saying a second ago about annuals, where it feels kind of unimportant. Like if you skip yeah. this, you would never feel like you missed anything. No, but that's that's what I prefer out of annuals. I like this. Just being a nice little bonus of, hey, I got a nice little thing that fleshes out some context. It's like, here's a cool little scene with you know her, her with Batman and just some context of the family. I life. don't know. Okay. I, I, I have to critique it because at, at the end, the whole kind of point is is that, oh, Talia doesn't realize that she taught me how important family was and that'll bite her when she comes for me next or whatever, right? And all I could feel like, yeah, I've already had this attitude from Honor like, the entire run. Like I feel like it added nothing to who the character is or, or what or, or mentality is that's fair but I, I thought it was just a, an enjoyable enough issue it was okay I, I didn't feel like it justified its existence which is what I which is usually my fear with uh, with standalone annuals fair enough um, it, I just, I, I, it was fine like, like I say the best part was in the middle when she was fighting Batman it was all silent 
Um, but ultimately, it amounted to like a little side story that, like, it, it'd have been cool if it, it revealed something new about our relationship with Talia. That it was like, okay, this is like another underlying thing that we'll have in our heads now in the main plot as she's like battling her and you know trying to hunt her down. But it was just kind of like, oh yeah, no, this is exactly what she's been saying and acting and talking about since issue one. So I don't know. No, fair enough. Well, because I, I had fun with it. Uh, you know, I think mostly uh, like the middle section, I thought the fight scenes were really, really fun and, you know, mm. giant sword. What would you want? Uh, and even a, a proper size sword that's not silly, unlike that, that silly Final Fantasy VII with its stupid buster sword. Just, I'm upsetting all Still the fans. Still shocked Matt was the one that made I that know. reference. Yeah, sorry. All, all the Final Fantasy fans are screaming. And she she, she screaming does chop right off his head in a pretty cool way. I like the art with the silhouette of that and just the the blood red spurting out of the neck. Yeah, I like the, the, the decapitation was cool. I like a good bit of gore. You know how to... Uh, yeah. Just for the record, as stupid as the Buster Sword might be, it's not as stupid as that stupid gun blade from the, the, the 8th game. Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> That's yeah, even that worse. Dumb. You swing that blade, you're breaking your goddamn wrist, right? Yeah. Clearly, your wrists just aren't strong enough. Wow. You say that as if I know this because I tried it. As if this is <laughs> not. Say you're interested. Purely you're theoretical. Interested in taking your strong wrists. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, he would say I don't have strong wrists. I know, but you were arguing, so I would say that I'm <laughs> gonna air the beat side. He has strong wrists because he's interested in dick. Oh. This joke, man. It's it never ending, makes... is it? No. I'm pretty sure we're all about 12. Yeah, there's a character named Dick. We can't stop making Dick jokes. All right. Uh, let's rate the silencer annual. Connor, what are you giving it? That's a solid 7 from me. Mm, um, more of a 6 for me. Uh, I, I feel like it, it never just... like It's like, yeah, you can skip this and you wouldn't feel like you missed anything. I, I, it's not good enough to recommend going and spending the $5 on it. Red Hood time, baby! Get it. Uh, yeah. Issue 24, Scott Lobdell and whoever's on the art corner, you can fill uh, it. There was it. two, Dexter Soy and... Let me find the credits page. Brett Booth. It wasn't Brett Booth, no. Uh, Alison Borges, uh, who, who she was on last issue as well, I believe. Okay. I, I was so confused when I started this issue that I had to double check I was on the right issue. I was like... I, I did read 23 last month, right? Because I, I had no idea what was going on. It starts with them as a, a team. You've got you got Jason there, obviously. And you got Artemis. And you got Bizarro in a different outfit, I might add. But he's there. And then you've got Pup Pup, the little Superman doll. Yeah. And then you've got Starfire and Arsenal and the Creeper. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on here? And there's a there's a catchphrase. It's outlaws onward. Which oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, you know it's just this this uh, okay. There's this couple of pages fight scenes. There's, a, there's this thing going on. It's maybe three pages. Uh, sorry, there's a double page spread in there as well. So if you count that, four pages of the issue is this at the start, and it's just Bizarro watching a movie. He's 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 losing his you know he's he's regressing. He's sat on the couch in his big floating fortress thing, watching this as a movie. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I I don't know. I uh, I, I just. Uh. <laughs> oh, but then we get to the the actual 
bulk of the issue, which is continuing with you know Jason and how his stuff with the penguin from last issue. Penguins being honoured for something or other. They're like, yeah, he's actually all right. The usual penguin stuff that you get in Gotham, right? <laughs> Where, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a businessman. He's bringing in jobs. He's, he's legit. How, how do they keep finding ways to honour the penguin? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I don't know man. what 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 are they uh, what what's what is the event itself? Um, he's rebuilt by the sounds of it. He's put a, a lot of money into rebuilding uh, the monster town. You know where where Night of the Monster Men was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he's rebuilt right. it as a the ice patch, and it's you know all these igloos and it's a theme park basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a grand Stalled. opening. That's where we're at. And you know, they're going, oh, no, well done for doing something with all this horrible real estate that no one wanted and, and making it into a profitable business again. Uh, this is starting <laughs> to uh, reek of Lex Luthor's plan to you know realign the coast here. Yeah, it is a bit. But anyway, uh, Jason breaks in and he's like, you know, you know you're going you're gonna to tell me what I want about Willis Todd. And I'm 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 going to cut ahead. Oh, we we do cut over to some Artemis stuff here, but I'm going to just stick with this for a minute. And and Penguin's like, all right, go on then. Who the hell's Willis Todd? So Jason takes off his mask. He's like, he's my dad, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and Penguin literally just starts laughing. He's like, you realize you've just given away your secret identity and by proxy Batman's too, because I'm pretty sure I've figured it out now. And and then Jason shoots him. Wait, hold on. Just, just clarify. Were you, were you embellishing there, or was the line of dialogue actually "He's my dad, bitch"? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm embellishing. All oh, right. Okay. I thought, it, it, I thought... Oh man. No, oh, I, he gets a big monologue, but it was a, he, it was a, he was my father, you sadistic toad. I, I actually thought the line of dialogue was "He's my dad, bitch," and that's why I was laughing. No, I wish it was. Oh. I'm, I'm improving the script for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm being generous like that. No, he, he was um, he was my father, you sadistic toad. And then he goes on a monologue, being like, yeah, he was one of your goos, and he, he was a shit dad, but, you know, whatever. He was still my dad. I'm like, uh, okay, and Penguin just starts laughing at him. He's like, yeah, oh, you, you gave away your secret identity and Batman's for this shit. And, um, you know, Jason threatens him. He, he puts the gun up to his, you know, point blank against his face. And Penguin's like, ah, go on then. You're just a, a, a bat brat. You're not going to do anything. And you got some internal monologue of of him uh, of Jason going, yeah, I promised Bruce I wouldn't kill anyone in Gotham. Yeah, maybe promise was too strong. And then you you get him. You don't see Penguin dead, but you 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 hear that you know guns up against his forehead. You hear a blam. You see some blood. And uh, cutting ahead a little bit later again, there's some news reports talk, talking about Penguin being dead. Uh, oh no, not dead. He's in critical condition. And this is what I, I was like. Hang on, you had a gun point blank against his forehead, and he's not dead. He's thick skinned. Uh, apparently, we get a little bit of Bruce in the cave of, uh, and this is how we end the issue of, um, you know, Alfred's there going, "Hey, D- Dick and Tim are on the phone, going, what, what do you want us to do?" Uh, you know, because it's, it's obviously he's crossed the line, and, and Bruce is like, "No, nah, tell him to stand down. I'll bring him in." Also. Not impressed. Next issue is double size, and it's twenty five. Dealing with issue. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel yeah. like David's get getting like a, a bonus. Get his money's worth. Get his money's yeah. worth with the next issue. Really, it's, is. it's a bigger issue. And um, God, Stone's not making it to twenty five. I, <laughs> I really hope. I know this book is still around. 
I, there's enough Redhood fans, I think, that it just it, it survives. Well, well that's it. it's getting a complete revamp, isn't it? The team's yeah. changing. It's just Jason yeah. that's going on. Get a new, yeah, get a new team and whatnot. Um, in terms of creative team, I mean, obviously, you just said the other team. You know, the actual team. Yeah. The team team. Uh, but I hope we get a Batman v Superman 2 now, right? Bear with me. Just so that after Batman and Superman fight again, and Batman says mentions Thomas Wayne, he goes, who's Thomas Wayne? He's like, he's my dad, bitch. <laughs> Thank God Snyder has nothing to do with these going forward because that would definitely happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just just you know, side notes and stuff. Artemis is trying to get back into the big floating fortress, and it's it's locked her out. It's got all the self defense measures on mm-hmm. because because Bizarro's regressed. Uh, she finally gets in just by whacking it with an axe enough. And yeah, Bizar- that's my girl. Bizarro's there talking to Pop Pop, um, eating some popcorn, watching the movie. And um, she's like, he's, he's and then okay, that's he's fully regressed now. By the time she gets in there. Yeah. They leave, and the fortress collapses. It blows up and starts falling out of the sky onto Gotham, and it's going to kill apparently tens of thousands of people, according to the the, the Bizarro hologram. I'm I'm not sure how it's it's not going to obviously, but we'll, we'll see. Hmm. All right, what are you uh, Honestly, I'm, I'm I think the only reason they're getting rid of this is I'm flicking through this issue now, and I'm only just noticing. Uh, you know, you know how uh, at the end of the, the every issue this week, there's a you know you get the interview pages. Yeah. And I'm seeing now there's a a fortress of of attitude. Uh huh. Coming to 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 that, and it looks kind of like it's floating. What? Who's just in that? DX and Stone Cold. Like what? What's happening? Uh, oh, I'm by the way, Matt, it. do you watch The Good Place? No, I need to though. It's it's on the list. I, I've been watching it this week. There's a quality yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin reference. Oh good. Uh, I want to say late season one. There was a quality Stone Cold reference. That, yeah, I'll eventually get to it. It's yeah. it's one of the ones that the the production team behind uh, Office and Parks and Yeah, it's Mike yeah, Sure's company. And, but you know that because yeah. at the end of it you hear Ron Swanson go, Fremulon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of those. Uh, yeah. what are you rating Red no, Hood? Th- th- <laughs> this issue was horrible. This is a one out of ten. Whoa. This is atrocious. Whoa. If he said dad bitch though, that is up to at least a three. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I can I can I can see that. So I'll take us on to Hawk and Dove number three for me. Uh, again, why are we doing these issues? We should probably explain this better. Over at patreon.com slash TV, which you can go to and support us if you like the show and you want to keep us going and you know make our lives easy, affording books and whatnot. Uh, you can go over there and support us and get some stuff. You get the monthly episode, which is still coming, August's episodes in the next few days. We're doing Sandman Volume 1. It was a vote this month, um, and we're just about to do that in the next couple of days. But... Uh, one of the things, one of the higher tiers, is you can you can make me and Connor read a, a book uh, once per month, and he he's got two people making him read books. I've got one person reading, making me read a book, uh, and it's Hawk and Dove number three, Stelling Gates writing, Rob Layfield on the art, and this is uh, the New Fifty Two book. Mm-hmm. So if you remember last issue, we don't. It was rhetorical. Shit of face. Let me no, finish. No, but you always oh, did that I to remember. me when I started with, with a Red Hood and with I started with that. And you always I interrupted remember. that. So I wanted my turn. Yes, but... Farms see, the, the problem here, Connor, is, is you're under this impression that, are, that we are equal. And that's what you have to get out of your head. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm way more important. <laughs> oh, someone get a straight jacket. Anyway, uh... 
<laughs> Matt, still looking awkward. It's fine. We're joking. <laughs> so I feel like one of you is and one of you is not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows which? Yeah. So we had we had Condor and we had Swan appear, right? And they showed up at the White House. Uh, these were like the evil verses of Hawk and Dove. And this this issue is almost entirely the fight. It's the fight in the White House between Hawk and Dove and Condor and Spawn. And they kind of pair up. I guess on feet that make an appearance? <laughs> Zero. Zero. They, they, they uh, pair up. Uh, you know, the, the boys fight, the ladies fight. And uh, the president and the, 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 the general, the, the, I think it's a judge, Judge Willis or whatever his name is, they, they, they're together and they get trapped. And it's actually, honestly, the most interesting part of the issue is that Dead Man shows up and takes over the president. Because the president gets knocked out. So he takes over the president to try and help the, the judge. And they're like, you know, try to escape. And then he tries to go inside Condor and take him over. But when he tries to do that, he sees like this demonic thing in like a sort of hellish scape. It's like when he tries to take over him, he goes to like this hell dimension. And there's this big like winged... The wings are very hawk-like, but the the core body is just a smudge of monster and shit. Is whatever. Um... Uh, it doesn't, you know, he's, he feels pain and he gets kicked out, and you know, Condor just kind of laughs. I was like, ah, you tried to take over me, Maha. Very good. Uh, so, so that that because yeah, Condor is the chaos one, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Like I'm supposed to remember from the last issue, right? Is that look? They're paying for this. <laughs> what happened two issues of Red Hood ago? Two issues ago, uh. See, <laughs> shut up. I I could tell you the beats of what have happened in the last arc. I don't know specifically two issues ago. One issue ago was it was all the the Jason stuff with Penguin. Uh, two issues, probably Margun's stupid granddaughter. That's also called Margun. That was probably two issues ago. <laughs> if okay. not, it was three. But yeah, you know, I'm in I'm in the ballpark. So there's actually a lot of plot to talk about because most of it is just the fighting. Uh, Hawk getting angry. <laughs> Dove. Dove trying to talk to uh to, to what's his name? Swan. And at the end of the issue, so there's a point in the middle where Swan kind of ambushes Dove. And then we don't see them again. She pulls out a knife, a blade, and then we don't see them again until the end when, when Dove shows up to like help in the, the final final moments. And she stabs she stabs Condor uh, with this blade that she seems to have gotten off of off of uh Swan, I keep forgetting, I'm forgetting her name, uh, and then the, basically his suit goes away and he turns into an old man. He's like this old man, and uh, Hawk's like, "Well, he can still be interrogated." So that's kind of where we end. But there's something suspicious here. When he asks Dove where she's been, she says, "Tell you later." And the last time we saw her, she was being ambushed by Swan, and we never saw how that ended. So. It feels like something fishy's going on here. Like, there's been, you know, she's like, this is actually maybe Swan who's taking her outfit or, or something, and she's, this is all like part of a plan to trick them, or to trick trick Hawk. That's what I'm getting from this. Um, I could be wrong. Um, obviously, you want me to talk about the art, because it's Rob Layfield. Yeah. The real reason you've been forced to read this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, the weird thing about Layfield, is that he's not necessarily, he's not terrible all the time. Like, no. There's, there's certain panels and, and actions that are fine. Um, I actually I just went to a page and there's a there's dead man's foot there. A, I've got a foot. Just one. Dang, I should have taken the over. <laughs> there's a foot there. 
Admittedly, I'm I'm scrolling through the red. Oh, there's another foot there. You can see a dove foot. Wow. It doesn't look great. He's really, uh, yeah, he's really uh, gotten control of that. Yeah, maybe, maybe by the time New Fifty Two started, he, he kind of like really practiced his feet. A he bit. got super confident that he can draw feet. Now he's like, oh, that, I mean, hell, Dove's got a crouching pose here, and you see both of her feet in this panel. Wow. So remember a couple months ago, he created that character called the Pouch. Maybe he's gonna make the foot. <laughs> No, I don't remember the pouch, Matt. Oh, but... I remember the pouch. Yeah, because we couldn't decide if it was satire or not. Like, is he like <laughs> playing into the joke? Yeah. Or is this completely like, you know, him not getting it but thinking that he gets it? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. The, the bigger problem with the art for me is just the typical Eiffel stuff. Of the faces are a little bit too. Um, how do I even describe how Layfield's faces look? You know what they're like. Awful. Yes. <laughs> the faces aren't great, and then obviously people are just typically too ripped and too bulky, uh, as as you'd expect. But it's not all bad. There's a couple of spreads in here where there's a big action moment happening, or it's it's not offensive, right? It's it's not like I'm reading this and going, "Oh my yeah. god, this is the worst thing ever." Like you know, we 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 encounter worse art here or there, just you know, reading comics every week. I, th- I think Layfield's I, I got. I feel like Peter's not getting punished enough with this. Layfield's got the reputation that he's got because he, he somehow became like the biggest thing in comics for a long time, and was attached to a lot of the biggest characters, especially yeah. at Marvel. And he's not really good enough for that. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Why? Why is he?" Got... It, it would be like Brett Booth being the biggest thing in comics. Yes, yes, yes. Which he's not, not the, the worst, worst yeah. but it's kind of like really mediocre at best. Yeah. That said, that that Joker Daffy Duck art comes across occasionally and it makes me cringe. <laughs> so I'm just like, ugh. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this book's the worst thing ever. It is a thoroughly mediocre, forgettable book. Hence why I can't remember details of the last issue beyond. Uh, the only thing I remember about the last issue is that when Condor showed up, I was confused because I just thought it was Hawk. <laughs> and I had to, like, sort of suss out what's going on here? What's happening? You have to do research for your book. I have to do research, yes. Because he's like a dark orange, whereas, you know, Hawk's got the red colour scheme. It's not that different. Yeah. It's the sort of thing where, if, like, let's say you're drawing a character in, like, a in like a city street at night, you might have, like, a different shade of colour to represent the fact that the streetlights are hitting them. It sort of looked like that, kind of. It's just, a, it's just it's, it's close enough that it feels like maybe it's an intentional, it looks different in this light kind of choice, but... Um, but that was just all action. It was all set in the White House. It was all one big fight scene, just cutting between the two, the two pairs, and Dead Man showing up to help. Uh, so they've got, they've got the the old man body of of uh, Condor without his powers lying there stabbed, uh, and they're going to interrogate him next issue. So that's where we've left off. So it's it's a solid four. Hmm, sounds intriguing. Solid four or out of ten. Four. Generous. Round is out with the Curse of Brimstone, number four, Justin Jordan and... Uh, Eduardo Pansica. Eduardo Pansica. Oh, I like Pansica. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I feel really weird about the art in this issue because I feel... Yeah, this is coming off of Philip Tan and it feels like, barring a couple of very specific panels that I'll get to, mm-hmm. he's just trying to emulate Tan's uh, look and I like Tan's look as well, but I don't know. He's kind of just not, not. It, it's not working here. Where he's not doing his own thing, so it's not as good as 
you know, I know he can be. And and I'll be honest, it hasn't been Tan's best work either on this series. I've seen him do a lot better. Um, so I mean, yeah, get that out of the way. So how's so how's uh DC Ghost Rider? What's he up to? What's he doing? Well, I I will start with a a positive for the writing. Something that that more writers need to take note of, and this is something that should be one oh one, but is often forgotten. Because I couldn't remember the names of these two characters. <laughs> I, no, I, I I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. However, Oof. the first panel they're on screen, this yo, this brother and sister, they t- they 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 put their names. They, they, they don't, it's not like a caption box. They just in the dialogue call each other their names. I'm like, right, okay, thank you for at the start of this issue reminding me. And I do oh. genuinely appreciate that. I think that is something that more writers could do, especially with newer characters. No, no, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I think more books. I, 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 it's kind of like how we always joke that John's always started these Green Lantern issues with, my name is Hal Jordan and I am Green Lantern of Sector 2814. But as much as we joke about it, it's actually nice. I think the first time a, a character appears in your issue, just have a, a narration box in the name. Just do it. Yeah, like I said, That's if simple. you can fit it into your dialogue, great. Go for it. If not, you know, just do a little narration box. Just, just, the just name. do it. I, I'd rather know than be questioning it and having to look for it later. Yeah. So there's a genuine writing yeah, positive. Then there's a lot of mediocrity. Uh, you know, they're, they're on that road trip. They got the ledger from the salesman, and they're like, let's go find a place. And they kind of get somewhere, and they're like, and it's just... Oh, Connor's, Connor's audio is wet. That's, that's funny. Because uh, even the audio doesn't the, want to hear about... Yeah, the Ghost Rider himself has, has came in and taken away his uh-huh. audio. And he's looking at it. I, I can tell that he didn't hear us either because he didn't hear us complain about it. He's just mm-hmm. now looking at his things and going like, okay, something's wrong. Look at him trying to figure out. You can see the light bulb inside the head kind of trying to flicker on, but not quite getting there. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, is he back? He may be back. Okay. There he is. I don't know. I think he went away I'm again. Back. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Okay. You're fine. You're uh, fine. Yeah, no. Okay, I did. <laughs> It was my voice gone as well halfway through a sentence? Yeah, it was yep. just gone. Yeah, just, just cut out completely. What, where did I get up to? I wasn't listening. <laughs> they're on a road trip, they got the ledger, and that's, that was yep. pretty much it. Okay, so they're going towards, you know, they're, they're, they've deciphered part of the ledger, and like, okay, this is where the salesman's been, one of the one of the towns where he made a deal. Let's There's go There's going to be a quiz at the end of this match, just pay attention. Uh, <laughs> that was the most unconvincing agreement ever. Um, but they get there and there's there's nothing there. There's no town. It's just a bit of a lake. And they're like, well, pretty sure this is the place. And then some dude shows up and points a, gu- a little little uh, sort of shotgun at him. And he's like, hey, whatever you're gonna do, whatever power it is you got, I guarantee you, I can pull this trigger quicker. So you know, they they stand down, they have a bit of a talk. And this is where, if I liked this book, this would have been quite interesting. It dives into some of the mythology of actually you know who the salesman is and it comes from metal this is this this book's finally tying into metal oh so that's like one of the first ones since what, silencer not silencer sideways, uh, sideways? Yeah. yeah yeah terrifics did it as well obviously um yeah. well but yeah. yeah but that's that that's been every time like, I, mean, I feel I, like yeah. these other ones when i listen to you guys talk about these ones yeah that i'm not reading they're not tying into i mean i'm metal. not going to I'm going to sort of stick up for the book here a little bit and just say I have no problem with it taking till issue four to establish what the link is. No, I'm I'm not critiquing yeah. that. I was, just, you know, yeah, I'm okay. kind of already checked out, right? So it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. 
but basically, what it is is the salesman is actually from the Dark Multiverse. And there's a lot of entities that want to come through to you know, survive because their worlds are constantly being destroyed, similar to how we got in Metal. And they were hoping that the Batmen kind of succeeded, so they just followed through. But obviously they didn't. So what the plan is, is uh, every time the salesman takes one of these towns, uh, it actually establishes a link to the Dark Multiverse. And it, you know, it, it, it's, it's a little bit where they can get a bit of a foothold and kind of start to come through a bit more. And uh, every time that the, uh, one of his agents uses their powers, again, that feeds just a little bit of a... It tears the fabric a little bit more so they can come through. So that's what the the purpose... I can't, again, I'm forgetting the name of the organization that he works through. The Home Office. That was it. Because I remember it being governmental. Um, the Home Office is actually something in the Dark Multiverse. And uh, it, it's them trying to get through to our universe so that they can just, you know, not be constantly destroyed and, and live. Uh, and and the, the idea is that maybe one of them's already here. Like one of the weaker ones was able to come through. Uh, and then there's just a fight with him against one of the other agents, and uh, they they kind of team up with this guy with the shotgun for that temporarily. And then then he's like, yeah, do you know what? Uh, this is this is kind of bullshit. Uh, we're, we're not doing this. We want to kind of do it on our own. Um, she points the shotgun at him. And he's like, you know, uh, we, we, he's just given up. He's like, you know, I can't undo what the salesman did to you. You know, you're cursed. Just accept it. And, you know, the sister's like, nah, I'm not accepting that. We're going to find a way out of it. And then he Batmans away. Like, he, he just vanishes. They're like, oh, it must be some part of his power set. Uh, and then that's it. That's the end of the issue. It's actually uh, mostly exposition um, to do and, uh, and then a fight scene. But the, the fight scene is kind of boring. It should be interesting because it's this, you know, big green hulking thing made of skulls and rock fighting, you know, the 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 inferno that he is. But it just kind of comes off as, oh well, we need a big fight scene here. It doesn't feel like a composite thing. But the 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 the, the multiverse uh, metal exposition stuff would be really cool if I was into it, if I was into the book. Yeah, I mean the connection sounds fine. I like the idea of like this is the agents from a, the dark multiverse, and it's the the whole thing is a plan to just yeah. let more people over. That, uh, that's honestly, cool. I wish I'd known it earlier. It's one of those things where yeah, getting to issue four with it isn't a critique, but you might have grabbed a few more people if you'd led with that, and maybe the book would last a bit longer. Because I, I really appreci- especially coming hot off of metal. Yeah, metal obviously does not worked out because the book, you know, you know, I, I didn't want to read more of it either, but. Like I think if the, if your story is good, because I, I think uh, sure you can grab more people with it at the start, but is it really worth it if they're ultimately not going to like whatever else is there anyway? Where I feel like if the story is good and then you drop this great connection later, that's exciting if you're already reading that. It's like oh, like now like there's this great no, no, callback to other things. I, so. I think it's just sad for the the lifespan of the book, the longevity, because even if it, the the rest of the book was this quality, I think it lasts longer. If you, ha- if you start off high, because, you know, the first issue mm. is your most important. If you grab more people with that there and you keep them around, even you, you might get an extra six issues out of it just from that. You may, but... And when, when I'm only really expecting this to get to 12, that extra six issues is a lot. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I think my argument is just that is that worth like making the story worse or less exciting than it would have been? Mm, that's fair. I don't know if it is, but hey, uh, what are you rating it? Um, probably a 
or forgettable uh, fight scene, but nothing offensively bad. Some, you know, nice ideas in there at points. Probably the best issue yet. All right, well, Matt's signed over there. So... Sorry. <laughs> what team's losing? Oh, no, just I read something, and now it's not true, so it's, it's fine. Yeah. All right, that was that was exciting stuff. But that does take us yeah. on to the end of the show, where we pick our favorite stuff of the week: best panel slash moment, best cover, best art, and top five books. Although this week it's more of top four or three, depending yeah. on. For me, it's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's okay. We'll just rank them anyway because week five is weird. But um, yeah, so best best panel slash moment, Matt, what you got? So so mine's the page of Barbara falling out from the building, mm-hmm. and just the way that it does it, the layout and the colors and her like. And then when when she finally does hit the water, it is damn brutal. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Connor? Uh, Mine's from Silencer. It's during the Batman fight. Uh, There's a part where he thinks that she's threatening the the civilians that she just saved. And he turns around to check on them. And she kicks him in the face. And he goes flying into this car. And the panel where he crashed into the car is fantastic. You just, you know, the cape is just Mm. billowing out. Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, uh, I mean, there's not there's not a ton of options this week, so I feel like uh, I'm just going to play to my character and say uh, Bob's watching horror movies as a kid is my, my yeah, moment of the week. It, it, let's be honest, it was going to be that or it was going to be a dick Bob's moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I will go against the ex- expectation of my, my, my own caricature, but... It's a quiet week, so... And let's be honest here. I've got a Batgirl, a Batgirl annual, and then a Nightwing annual that stars Batgirl. I don't have a lot of options to avoid at this point. Co-stars. Week. Yeah. So so here we are. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Bab, Bab's watching slasher movies with her, with her dad as a kid. That's my pick. All right. Best cover of the week. Um, oh, this is easy. There's only one option. That's probably true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, 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 the Batgirl. Batgirl annual. Yeah. No, the Batgirl variant. What? The Middleton Batgirl variant. That is gorgeous. Is honestly out of all the Middleton stuff, it's one of my least favorite variants he's done. Really? Oh man, I love it. It's so bold and striking with the the color. Oh no, I don't like that. Yeah, oh, like Connor came in here so confident that this was going to be a clean sweep. I, no, I I think that is, you know, the the the, the Lupicino one's good. Um, the 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 Murphy is it Murphy uh, the the regular cover for Batgirl? I want to say it was Murphy. Or is it Albuquerque, maybe? Um, I don't know. No, it is Murphy. That's that's also good. Um, but man, that that Middleton one is just easily for me. Like, it's, it's there's no competition. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Had they got around to Catwoman and Sylvester Tweety, that cover would probably win. But I didn't. So you didn't. So it doesn't count. Uh, I, I go with the Batgirl annual, I think, um, with James Gordon Jr. looking out from the bars behind. I, I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's my pick. So there you go. <laughs> you people are weird. I love how confident Cora was that there's only one choice this week. And I, I stand like, by it. Like, nah, you people are wrong. Really. <laughs> uh, all right, so best best art of the week then. Uh, where are we going with this, uh, Connor? Yeah, it's tough. None of them are stand out. I'll, I'll give it to Schmidt just because I kind of mm. already like his style, but I don't. I don't think it's Schmidt's best work. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'd probably go with Schmidt. I think it's probably the tightest overall. But I, I think both Batgirl books had had that's their moments. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Pelletier. Yeah, Batgirl. Yeah, that's fair. I, I can't really. I mean, there's nothing to fault or whatever mm. this week. It's just very sort of across the line solid, but not stand out, right? Uh, all right. So uh, ranking the books, then. usually I say top five, but that's a little bit. Misleading. Uh, and misleading this week, yeah. Uh, so, Connor, rank your, your four books. Uh, Batgirl Annual. Is number one. Yeah. Yeah. And then Batgirl, then Silencer. Then, then I suppose I have to count Nightwing. Matt. By, by default. Yeah, mine, mine's Batgirl Annual, Batgirl, Nightwing. Oh, yeah, so you've got, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's is Batgirl Annual, so clean sweep for that. And then, uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, and then Silencer in the last place. So relatively consistent amongst us. Just me and Connor swapping Nightwing and Silencer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so yeah. what? What a weird episode one one nine of the show. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. we do move on to you know next week's books. Oh yeah. We should just mention that we did get a, a release date for the DC Universe. We did. Oh sure, yeah, Batman. Streaming service. Yeah. Yeah, and and Titans is coming October twelfth. Yes. Uh so yeah, those are things that are coming. Um I, I never so really bad. thought about putting that in the news just because I know we're going to talk about it in the T V news and Yeah, but we we do always talk about the relevant D C news. Yeah, we do, we TV do. News. I just I don't think about it as much. Uh but yeah, it's worth mentioning. I mean, why would you want to, to be fair? Yes, yeah, Titans, yeah, it looks like garbage. It looks so bad, but I need to see how bad it is. That, <laughs> I don't I'm, feel like that with a lot of things, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that first episode hits the uh, the week I'm away because yeah, it could... means that I can. When I, by the time I get back and finally watch, I'm kind of removed from all the 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 whatever. Even if it is horrific, yeah. it's probably going to be blown up even more online. Yeah. So I can kind of go in a bit more. Which just, is okay, funny down a bit. We'll probably review it together on TV for Multiverse. Because you're away that week, you come back the following week. We'll do it on TV Multiverse then. But I think me and Matt are going to do like a, a uh, Titans special. episode one thing, yeah, just a one-off. Uh, yeah. Also, did the bastards have to launch it at the same time that CW starts its season? Uh, that's yeah. so annoying. I know, just because yeah, we don't have enough DC shows to watch at that time. Yeah. God damn it, it's frustrating. That said, they also announced some more casting for the Doom Patrol show. Yeah, some that's weird, weird and wonderful castings. Alan Tudyk's on yeah. the show now. Yeah, with Brendan yep. Fraser. But yeah. Brendan Fraser's only doing the voice. Voice yeah, and um, flashback scenes as well when he was human. Yeah. There was some leaked set photos of uh, yeah. Robot Man. Uh, uh, not just Robot Man. Like, there was like four or five yeah. cast members leaked. Well, and then Tudyk, oh, okay. I thought Tudyk was playing Negative Man, but he's playing... No, he, yeah. He's playing Negative Man, right? No, Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Okay. Negative so Man's a Spider-Man villain. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's also the, um, the guy that's wrapped up in bandages on the Doom Patrol. All I right. Thought. Okay. Is that Negative Man? Yeah, I thought so. Clearly, we don't read as much Doom Patrol as we should. No, do. no, no. Uh, <laughs> That's why I thought Tudyk was playing. I was like, oh, he'll play off of Fraser, Brendan Fraser, real well. Like, yeah, no, he's the villain, and he's played the villain. I was yeah. like, oh, even more interesting. I feel like I've seen, uh, especially in, in in voice stuff, he does a lot of villainous roles. Yeah, uh, Tudyk, yeah. not so much uh, in live action. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, he does a lot with Disney right now. No, like, it's notable, crazy. Notable kind of exception to that, those Dollhouse. Uh, you put a really good villain yeah. on that. 
Um, which of course is a Joss Whedon show, as was Firefly, as was the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. You got it in right at the start. You didn't need to do that. I know, but we, 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 I was going to let it go, and then you, you mentioned the villain thing. I was like, oh, I need to mention Dollhouse now. And I'm like, okay, at this point, you know what? I didn't go through the obvious Firefly link, but once I had to mention Dollhouse, it was like, we're doing it. We're doing it. You didn't have to mention Dollhouse. I had to. It was a thing. But. But no, yeah, it is Negative Man, who's the guy that chopped up in bandages. Okay, cool, fair enough. And then, yeah, Mr. Nobody is a villain, but I'm not quite sure what his deal is. I've never heard of him until just right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I think uh, before Doom Patrol launches, I'll, I'll make a point. I can back and read some of the, the classic Doom Patrol stuff. Uh, fine. So that I actually have a, a basis of knowledge for the characters on the, the show. Yeah. Rumor able. is that Kelsey Grammer's in talks to play Calder. Oh, yeah, it's been around so, for a while, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. I just found that out last night, and I was like, wow. Him playing a character named Niles. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting cast. Like, I'll give them that. The fact that it's connected to Titans, though, and Titans looks like such trash, means that until I see a trailer, I am not letting myself get remotely hyped. No, I, I, I was optimistic for Titans for the longest time. Yes. Yeah, because the set photos look good, like... Robin looked fine. It looked great. Oh, that first picture at the Robin's. You yeah. know, I, I, I will give it a lot of shit. Robin's costume still looks good. Yeah, Robin's yeah, costume looks good. Yeah. Everyone else looks like shit, though. Everyone oh, yeah, else. Hawk and Dove. Oh, they look fine. But I mean, they were, I mean, you could barely even see them in the trailer. But Raven, Starfire, and Beast Boy all look like uh, Starfire, shit. Starfire pisses me off. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's the coat she's wearing. She looks like a street hooker. Yeah. I think it's that. I also think the hair is like this ridiculous kind of twirly. Th- like I know she's Starfire has obviously like pretty wavy hair, but they've given her this like really so it's, it's almost curled ringlets. Yeah, it's really, really strict curls, and it just looks really icky. Yeah. Uh, or not icky, iffy is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, yeah, it just it looks bad, and then obviously the trailer's tones just in a horrible place. The acting looks bad. The, the, the it looks cheap as shit. We've talked about this before, but it looks bad. Those one sheets that came out. Oh, oh god yeah yeah that was that was the new thing this week is there was those the new one sheets that the each car each of the four main characters had like their own poster and they look like raven's one in particular it reminds me of like a, a direct-to-video horror movie from like the 2000s the the, the, the tone and the color yeah. of it how it looks that's what it looks like to me oh i'm so glad i don't have to watch the first issue, the episode straight away just just that little bit of time oh, you're still watching it though me, i know i'm still well obviously cause it's weekly so i need to watch the second episode i can't do that to watch. that's the one downside is i'm gonna have to watch the second one pretty close to pretty the first soon one. after it'll be like two days see later. i'm lucky is i can just watch one and then talk about it and then vanish <laughs> it away like yeah, a well, screw oh. you <laughs> sorry uh i, f- I feel like people I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I'm assuming it looks like it's going to be atrocious bad where it's going to be easy to like tear apart every week. If it ends up yeah. being boring bad, then we'll probably just not cover it every week one after the first couple, and that'll be fine. But if it's yeah. if it's interesting enough where we've got so much to talk about, it's like, well, we kind of have to keep... Well, and let's <laughs> be honest, after the first one, I might have to just pair it with Arrow while I'm I was going to say, there's more. Arrow drunk, and then there's Titans drunk. And Titans drunk, you don't walk away from. Like, that's... <laughs> Yeah, Titans has to come after Arrow, right? On that, that double bill, I, based I, on what we've seen so far. I don't know why, no, but Arrow's that just reminded me one of the one of the best things I ever saw on the internet. Um, I don't know what movie it was. Maybe it was a DC movie, but someone said um, the movie has worse legs than Barbara Gordon, and I lost it. <laughs> uh, regardless, anyway, so what's coming next hey, week? Yeah, I, was, I thought we were wrapping up, but I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. yeah. 
Hey, that's just one of you two that brought up. No, that was my bad. I brought yeah. up the DC universe. Uh, so yeah, ne- coming next week, we got a week one in September. We got Batman 54, Justice League 7, Green Lanterns 54, Green Arrow 44, Nightwing 48, Catwoman issue 3, I think. Oh, did that get moved to week two again? No, oh, that moved. They got moved. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Adventures of the Super Sons issue 2. I think you guys are still reading Deathstroke, so 35 is out next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm to tell you Yeah. Is there one more after this? And there's one more because it was a six part mirror on part five so yeah. Yeah. six also coming out next week which we will not be covering is harley quinn 49 and connor will be covering eventually unless tyler changes his mind but uh curse of brimstone issue i didn't write down the number when i wrote these down so whatever it is six six, six there you go yeah uh, also coming, coming out uh the two bendis books you have one called cover and then United United States versus Murder Inc. Oh yeah, one. that was the whole thing that was yeah. been advertised at the end of all the books this week. I'm I'm gonna be checking that out. That's an alternate history of the U.S. I'm I'm in. Also, and Sam uh, and Oming from Powers. I, I do like Oming, but uh, the Dreaming's out next week. Number one. That too. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I I was obviously uh, away the the episode mm-hmm. that you guys covered the 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 universe special. Yep. The universe. Well, covering I, it's a bit a bit of a loose term. But, did, yeah. did, did you guys not enjoy it enough to, to, I, want to carry I didn't on finish with? it? <laughs> really? I got four. Yeah, I got four pages in, and I was like, <laughs> I feel like I need to know what's going on. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is funny because we're about to do uh, Sandman Volume One on the monthly for patrons. Um, I'm halfway through it. Once I'm done it in a couple of days, uh, we'll be talking about that, and it's going on for patrons. Uh, so Connor being a big fan and having read the whole thing, me having never read any Sandman things outside of a few pages of Universe Issue One. But yeah. did you enjoy Universe Issue One? I did. I thought it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, honestly, most of it was was new stuff entirely. Uh, it was only that first section with uh, with Lucian in the Dreaming that was related to previous material. Uh, after that, it was it was all kind of new stuff that you would have been fine with. Hmm. Wow, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> if only you were here that was that was so not today. sincere. He was like. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think my, my issue with it was more that I left it till the last thing to read on the day of recording. And then you didn't have time. And it was like 50 pages or whatever it was. It, it was big, yeah. Yeah, it was huge. And I said, you know what, I'm about to read volume one of Sandman. Because I already knew I was reading that uh, by the time yeah. that came out. And I was like, nah, I'll just wait and read that instead. It's fine. Just, just before we go, I want to give DC some real shit for something coming Uh-oh. out next Oh, week. here we go. This is something coming out next week. The Batman Catwoman The Wedding Album Deluxe. <laughs> this this is, and, and I'm, I'm going to read you the, the solicit quote here. The historic wedding of Batman and Catwoman is commemorated in this must-have collector's item featuring the historic wedding issue and the tales leading up to the big day. Plus behind-the-scene design sketches and variant covers. Oh, Collects God. Batman 24, 44, and 50. Plus the retailer variant issue, covers from issue 50 and the wedding. What? Yes. This yeah. is bullshit. This is bullshit do you know what it is though they had to uh i mean it's bullshit it exists at all but it's so misleading because they had to solicit this before the issue 50 happened because the trades are always solicited even further in advance yeah but i hate that they knew that this was not happening oh, of course they did and yeah. they solicited anyway this 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 is douchebaggery of the highest order this, is, this is absolute gouging i feel bad for the stores that ordered this but, but uh, with the cutoff and can't return yeah on the casuals will buy it though they'll still come in and that's only eighteen dollars. 
Right. Yeah, it's not like it's super recent, but I feel bad for the stores who ordered it and then thinking, oh, people are, you oh, know, okay, maybe we'll get this because it's the wedding. And yeah. then... no, there's, there's no doubt it's bullshit. There's no doubt this is bullshit. Um, it's not as bad yeah. as the trade that's also out of the preludes to the wedding, which had actually nothing to do yeah, with but anything. At least that's they're actually issues. And yeah, I mean, that's collect. not a problem with the trade. That's just a problem with the issues themselves. The trade itself is a collection of those issues. It's, I mean, the yeah. trade's not at fault. I, 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 uh, it, they're pointless, but I'd be more annoyed if they weren't collected just because completionist's sake. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It's, this, it's is... this thing, which is just, okay, here's three issues thrown together plus some behind yeah. the scenes that, that, stuff. this is the equivalent of like back when they used to do like compilation dvds like you'd have the full season yeah. but then they'd be like here's the xander dvd here's four episodes of buffy related to that i'm like who yeah. wants four random episodes piss off yeah they piss used to do it with the simpsons a lot which i yeah. think i could get away with that one because they're all just oh here's an episode of the simpsons right to a point yeah yeah but at, at least you can pick a theme with that and just give me you know it's 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 more forgivable it's fine until it's like well now i want more so now I've, now if i've run out of all the compilations i have to start buying the season set so they can rebind some of the same content that, that is a problem yeah, yeah but, so. but at least that compared to the buffy one where what, what good does that do you you're literally missing huge chunks of progression <laughs> yeah uh with no proper ending either because it's you know it's not, it's not like the last episode on the disc was going to be the last episode that so yeah hey, exactly uh but hey so yeah so connor has successfully extended this outro three times i think yeah i know but that one got me there you go, connor yeah yeah that's connor's fault but that's us we are we are done for episode 119 we'll be back next week for 120 uh with a, a more healthy dose of books and yeah we'll be back then so uh let us know what you thought of the books this week uh get us on twitter's at dc comics podcast of course we mentioned patreon go to patreon.com slash tv and get the the monthly episode which is coming in a few days for for august even though it's technically september we're running late we always seem to be running late at the end of the month i don't know why that happens uh but i have a shitload of overtime that, that's why that's the real reason uh but yeah so that's coming in the next few days for patrons um our thoughts on sandman if you want it should be interesting because we have very different tastes when it comes to this stuff so mm-hmm. that might be a saucy uh yeah i i i'm, I'm gonna say this now i can't comprehend how pete won't like doesn't like this i, I already know somehow he, he just doesn't like it i'm not revealing and, a thing I'm, i've read i've read li- like it's exactly half of it so far so i'm not going to tell you what i feel we're going to find out on on i think we're recording monday but day, day to be determined day to be determined is it it's been pushed back like five times in the last week and a half so i mean i'm not going to concrete that in right yet just yet but uh here we are so that is coming so go to patreon and you can feel warm and fuzzy for supporting the show and everything else we do and as we said check out our movie reviews and our, our movie discussions and, and whatnot um you get you get a taste of them on the feed if you listen to the audio feed for the, the comments from the multiverse every every time there's a dc movie i'll put that up on the, the comments from the multiverse feed as well because it's relevant obviously people mm-hmm. people should care about whatever ever movies out will care yes um and we actually have another dc movie this year a proper one aquaman's coming out oh yeah that's happening this year i keep forgetting hopefully hopefully it's not terrible that's the hope yeah. anyway fingers crossed that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading dc comics guys and always remember to never get lost in the speed force it was keith giffen Thank you.